Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? A wonderful return episode from one of my favorite people in the world, one of the funniest people I know, uh, for sure, and one of my best friends. Uh, a much deeper interview this time around. Patty Walsh, of course, the originator, uh, co-originator, I guess we did it together, who cares, but I'll call him the originator of the uh, Not Feeling It Chicken, and nice little chunk of change. That barely makes an appearance. This is a thoughtful, in-depth uh, really nice conversation that is also funny, but like I was very surprised and delighted to see this side of my uh, my friend. So I hope you guys enjoy some pretty incredible stories in there. Something that uh, I think you'll find unforgettable as I did. Uh, before we get to it, a couple tour dates. Most of them are with Rob Bell. The way I'm describing the show, it's uh, Rob, uh, who is a pastor and author on stage at the same time as I. It's basically like a live version of the third act of this podcast. So basically tackling kind of the bigger philosophical why are we here questions in a funny and entertaining way. Uh, so some of those dates coming up, they're all available on PeteHolmes.com. Uh, as early as April 15th, we'll be in Boulder, followed by Salt Lake City, followed by Seattle, then Portland. Then we're going to be in Austin for the Moon Tower Festival with TJ. That's not a Rob Bell date. And then I'm back with Rob in Tucson, Tampa, Orlando, Boston. So go to PeteHolmes.com or go to RobBell.com for tickets. It means so much that you guys come out. It's, it's interactive. It's really, really fun. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. There's also a preview of that tour on YouTube if you type in Pete Holmes, Rob Bell, together at last. So hope to see you guys out on the road. Uh, yeah, you'll enjoy. You'll, en- you'll enjoy. All right. The sponsor is Squarespace. Get into it. You know that Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter offer code WEIRD to get 10% off at checkout. It's basically it's a simple, powerful, beautiful uh, way to make a website. It's 24-7 live chat and email uh, tech support. It's only 8 bucks a month and you get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. It's responsive design, which makes it uh, looks great on any device. And uh, we got a cover page, which is a feature that allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. So start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code WEIRD to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for You Made It Weird. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support of You Made It Weird. Squarespace, build it beautiful. All right, guys, hope to see you in Austin with TJ or all those cities coming up with Rob. In the meantime, please enjoy the return of Patty Walsh. Hey, buddy. Feeling it. Hey, have a nice day. Nice to meet you. Where do you want to sit? Right here. Didn't you do it here last time? Yeah. Yeah. Were we here in here? Yeah. I, it wasn't because of the chair question. It was because I couldn't remember if last time we did it somewhere else for some reason. No, we were here. Feeling it. <laughs> thought that uh, that back room at your house or the back like guest house was yeah. where you did this now. No, I like doing it elsewhere. Is this needed? I like them. Feels like you're on the radio. I don't think I need it. That's a bold choice. <laughs> it makes me feel a little bulky or something. Mr. Bulky? Candy? <laughs> Mr. Bulky Remember Mr. Is a Bulky? Candy? They might have been a Missouri only. Missouri? 
Yeah. Uh, you know, like Dylan's Candy Bar? Dylan's? Scott's? No. At the Grove, there's Dylan's Candy Bars, bins full of candy. Uh. That in Missouri is Mr. Bulky. <laughs> I don't know what it was in Boston, but. Bunch of candy. <laughs> you Fill up candy? your mitts with candy. <laughs> uh, yeah, candy was a thing. Remember you candy? It in bulk, Mr. Bulky. Well, yeah, you got to go get go, we, when uh, we would go to the Cape. Uh-huh. Cape Cod, yeah. which I'm still not sure where it is. I think it's the <laughs> Horn of Massachusetts. Uh-huh. I, I'm not even sure. Yeah, uh, I used to go there with my family, and then we would walk about, we thought it was a mile, you know, <laughs> the, the early on in life where you're getting your standard. I think that's a mile. Uh-huh. It was less than a mile. <laughs> it was a half yeah. a mile. Next door. <laughs> that's a, well, that's our exercise. <laughs> would walk to the candy store, right? Just load up on candy, but like candy stores, the smell of a candy store, all the like gummies mixing with the sweeties, mixing right. with the powder base, yeah, yeah. And then there's sometimes they have ice cream sure. and uh, just like a fucking crack house, basically for children. It's so fun. Yeah, you go in. What were your candies as a youth? Um, I liked a nerd. I loved a nerd. I still like a Kids nerd. have better... You still enjoy a nerd? When have I, you ever had the big nerds? The, I love a nerd rope. I'll say that. Nerd rope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you know ever it. Had a nerd I rope? don't know it. There's a gummy center, and then they coat the <laughs> rope. It's, a, the, the, it's like a, almost like a licorice rope, and they coat it with nerds. Ooh. So you're getting the chewy and the crunch. It looks like they hung up, like they were having a nerd problem, like a flying nerd problem, and they put up like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a, a we're, fly to We're paper. losing track of all these nerds. <laughs> we need some sort of rope to keep them in line. And then you devour it. Now, what are you talking about with a bit? Oh, no. I believe they made big, giant big chewy nerds. Are, yeah, giant are the best nerds. candy invented in my lifetime. I think maybe you told me about giant I think I did, and they, they've been discontinued. As uh, that always happens. The only place they were available that I knew of, uh, some my well, my girlfriend ordered me a giant box off Amazon. You did tell me about this. They're the best. But the gro- the gas station across the street from my old apartment had them, and it was one of the few places. <laughs> so anytime I would smoke a little uh, Mary J. Juana. <laughs> Mary R- J. Juana. R&B sensation Mary J. Juana. <laughs> I would be like, shit, now I can't stop thinking about those giant chewy nerds. I would go buy two to three bags. Now you wish you had bought more. They don't expire. They're gone. They're gone. Yeah, you can't even get them on, in gross on Amazon. But they were, like, they were a bigger, chewier nerd. Somewhere there's the Ark of the Covenant, cases of Four Loco, and chewy nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I ever tell you when I did Four Loco? You did a Four Loco? This girl, uh, <laughs> this girl gave me one as like a, I, this was years ago, a, an original. Like what do you the, mean? The, 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 the discontinued, yeah, the dangerous real, the kind. real kind. Right. Uh, well, it, what was dangerous about it? It had so much caffeine and so much alcohol. They say it's a six-pack of beer and like a pitcher of coffee is what one of these cans contains. That can't be true. I honestly think it's more than that. What? And, and the story that more I... More in which way? More th- more of both? stuff than that. Because I... So here was the deal. I had one in my fridge. This girl gave me one, and I was like, I'll save that for a special occasion. Gotta chill it. I chill it. <laughs> you gotta chill Because it tastes so good. <laughs> Uh, this was hot pink and like almost like oh. the pop, pops rocks were in it because it sort of crackles when it comes out. It does. There's it's it's a there's li- something. The it's alive. Is alive. <laughs> and not with like probiotics, <laughs> with antibiotics. No, not antibiotics because they help your health. Anti murder biotics. <laughs> Toxic Yes. So I 
was having a hosting a poker game at my old apartment. You, where I, I lived with am. Jared, you've been over there. Back at the place. Yes. So we're sitting down, we're playing poker, and I had had <laughs> maybe half a glass of vodka on the rocks. And I, I can drink a ton and not feel it. Feeling it! Feeling it, baby! <laughs> I had had half a glass. I'm not even buzzed. And I go, oh, shit. I got a four loco. You were buzzed fridge. enough to go like, better crack open that yeah. 2012 loco. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's a it's a great vintage. This will pair well with the insane clown posse <laughs> concert I'm going to. Exactly, <laughs> Juggalo Nation hashtag Juggalo Nation. <laughs> so I go in, I get it, I crack it open. It's like a 24 ounce can. Yeah. And I think well, this would be a nice mixer. Do you remember? Ooh, do you remember how many servings it said it was? I don't. Was it, I wonder if they were just like, fuck it, it's one serving, baby. No one who's ever had a Four loco is concerned about serving signs. <laughs> not counting calories or anything. Or reading. Or reading. Yeah, most can't read. So I was like, this will be a good mixer with straight vodka. Mm. So I fill the cup, and it's hot pink, like glowing almost. <laughs> like a <laughs> Turtle's Two Secret of the <laughs> I was going to say plutonium. You went better. That's fine, too. <laughs> so I drink it, and really I'm just nursing it. I'm playing poker. I'm <laughs> sipping it. Nurse that loco. <laughs> and this, what I'm about to tell you is, was backed up by everyone there because I don't remember. <laughs> but... I had took off maybe a fourth of this can of Loco as a mixer. <laughs> the rest of the can is still there as proof that like I hadn't drank any more than this. And they said I was in. And these poker games, you know, a big hand is like five bucks. We used to not play for the highest of stakes. Yeah. And I was in a hand for about $17, head, head to head with my buddy. And <laughs> we're pushing in. We keep betting and going up. And he said, I just... My face went blank. <laughs> I pushed my chair back from the table, and with $17 in the hand, I walked down the hall, shut the door to my room, and was done. So they came down, like, I guess he went to the bathroom or something, and they come down, and I'm snuggled up in bed, 9 p.m., sound asleep. <laughs> abandoned my hand of poker. That's not like you, Patty. No, it's not. No, it's not. I can not. stay up all night. So I, the next morning, I wake up. Wait, you just slept? Slept through the next morning. I wake up about that's not very five thirty a.m. You drank four reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up five thirty a.m. The worst headache to this day I've ever had in my life, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I need to vomit right now. Yeah, and I grab my trash can in my room, the little desk trash can, and it is already filled to the brim <laughs> with hot pink vomit that oh. I did not remember doing. Ah, 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 so when you're ah, drunk and throw ah, up, it sobers you up immediately. This just didn't have any effect at all. I just oh, threw up into the can. To the brim? Not to the brim. <laughs> but pretty high. And it was hot pink. Ooh. So I saw this, I was disgusted, I went in, I threw up again, and then I was like, the hangover was so dark and so like emotional. That I felt like I might never be happy again. Well, oh. So I was like, what's open? And then I saw this, this restaurant, Doughboys, which is by my house, was yep. opening for breakfast at like 7 or something. So I waited in outside. In Missouri, it's called Bulky Boys. Bulky Boys, yeah. <laughs> I go in. I'm waiting there when they unlock the door, <laughs> which was sad. Oh. And I come in, and she's like, hi, uh, what can I get you? And I was like, I need something for like a really bad hangover. And she goes, well, we have like a hangover breakfast. It's like an egg dish that's for hangover. I was like, please give me one of those. So she goes to get it, and I'm sitting there at the table, <laughs> and they're playing Enrique Iglesias' cover of Bruce Springsteen's Sad Eyes. Have you ever heard it? No. 
It's a beautiful song by Springsteen, and, and I'm, I'm a huge Springsteen fan. Enrique maybe does it a little better. Ooh, I like the neighborhood we're in. But it's playing, and I'm sitting there, the only person in the restaurant, and I feel tears splashing my <laughs> arm. And I realize that I'm uncontrollably crying. <laughs> and she comes out with, like, my coffee. Can I put a rush on table nine? <laughs> she comes out with my coffee and is like, are you Okay. And I said I just went through a breakup, which was a lie because I was so embarrassed. And then I left because I was too embarrassed. And I couldn't stop pay? crying. I couldn't get it together. I didn't pay. I didn't get the food. So I go home and for like 24 hours. She just goes in the kitchen. It happened again. <laughs> I was shaking on my couch for like 24 full hours, the worst hangover I've ever had. And my buddy who did the real thing told me a similar story where he was it was this was in Missouri and he was sitting there watching our buddy Pete a, a mutual friend I'm, I'm sorry you're Pete my buddy Mike <laughs> and he's staring at him on the couch with his girlfriend and he's going I'm going to fucking kill him I'm going to fucking kill him when he drank four loco this piece of fucking shit and his girlfriend's going no what are you talking about Mike's your best friend what are you talking about he goes I'm going to fucking kill that motherfucker oh cuz he had drank some loco so she goes we need to go they get in a cab they go home we need to forego co for Goko, fantastic. <laughs> and he goes, can we stop to the cab driver? Can we stop here? They get out. He's looking at the Mississippi River, the most disgusting body of water in America, dark brown. And he starts sobbing. Yes. And he says, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. This is such a beautiful, why do we just drive past this and never look at it and experience its beauty? And his girlfriend's kind of laughing at him. And he's like, why won't you just accept the beauty of the river? So the Four Loco is not just an, an insane drunk. It's an emotional, weird, dark drunk oh. that we may never know again. Whatever was in the, the mix. It was the pink part. It, it was, it, that's not just pink. caffeine and alcohol. That no. sounds like a dangerous – it's probably like sweeteners and – Oh, sure. It's so weird that we all have our blanket pulled up over just like the most fragile, neurotic – like yeah. we're all that way. Yeah. Like you can drink, by your account – a fourth of a can of the sweet, sweet loke. Yeah. And next thing you know. And I can't cry. Yeah. However, one loco. sip of this, I'm sobbing at Enrique. <laughs> I, they kind of make me I, I know what you're talking about. I recently had a stomach flu. You'll enjoy those because. Right. Don't uh, tell me what I'll enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> You'll understand the reference, uh -huh. is what I mean. Yeah. So I, I, I had the stomach flu. It's the only time in my life. For some reason, this isn't that gross to me because I was barfing water. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's not like it's not like in the movies when it's like corn chowder. Was it acidic water where it burns the back of your throat? Well, it would be like this. I, w I was so sick, and there might have been some preliminary like acidy stomach gross barf at the beginning. Right. Sorry to gross everybody out. But then I was just trying to keep down water, and I couldn't, which is like that sort of like, am I going to die? <laughs> like yeah, I yeah. thought I was going to die. It was a full day, and because usually I kind of like being sick. Yeah. Basically, I live kind of like a sick person's lifestyle. <laughs> Like, you mean you know what lazy? I mean? <laughs> yeah, lazy. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of eating and movies. Like, sure. I, I, I have a gardener now, and I'm embarrassed. Every time he comes over, it's Monday. <laughs> he comes on Monday, yeah. and he came again today because of something special. And then it was like... when it, I'm sorry, something special he, gardening related? He had to put in a, a thing in the sprinkler. It's not, it's okay, not interesting. Let's move past it. So, yeah, we're moving past it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a sprinkle of the sprinkler more. story. I know, it's terrible. 
But whenever he comes over, me and Val are just like watching movies, like just middle of the day. Yeah. Don't you people work is like what I have to think he's thinking. You have to imagine what he's saying to his family about you is is, yeah. is nasty. A true and deserved, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. I've earned every every uh, slur. Yeah. But anyway, so I have so I remember I'd get up and I would uh I, I was like, oh, no, I got to puke, and it's just water. And I'd actually get up, and it's like three steps to the bathroom. Won't make it. Like, it was that okay. kind of sick. Yeah. So you're just like, like a, like, like a, a food poison? Uh, it could have been, or it could have just been some sort of stomach flu. And I actually okay. got some on an expensive air purifier, and then I'm puking legit at the bowl. And I actually, even in my pukiness, I was responsible. I was like, you should unplug the air purifier uh-huh. because liquids will ruin electronics. <laughs> this isn't even the part you'll enjoy. Yeah. I'm so not. then, <laughs> no, no, I am enjoying. No, I, I am get enjoying. it. I couldn't this is, resist. This is the part, <laughs> this is the part that you'll enjoy. Mm-hmm. So this darkness comes over me a little bit, like your loco. So here it is. For me, it was an illness. For you, it was a canned beverage that you pay for the privilege of yeah. enjoying. Yeah, yeah. Me, my, mine was food poisoning or something. But we both went to that horrible dark place. So fragile. Yeah. So scared. Right. Like there's so much juggling we do, so much Netflixing we do, so much jerking off or sex or drugs <laughs> or food that we do. I'm interested. Just yeah. to remember, just to forget that like that there's a feeble. It's not even a man. It's like a it's an almost dead Chihuahua. Yeah. In the rain inside of you, going no. Taco Bell. Yes. He doesn't want anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just wants to be left alone to die. Yeah. So he's in there. This is the punchline. Not the punchline. So I, in that moment, I'm such a coward or, or whatever you want to say. I'm so close to thinking I might die mm-hmm. that I think I'm going to die. You know, you don't know. Sure. I didn't really think. But I started thinking, who do I have to make amends to? You know who is top of the list? No. The Bala. Amit? Amit Bala. You're just saying his name right here on the air. <laughs> He'll love it. You were me. You were mean to him. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were I mean, mean to him, but you know what? He wasn't a bad person. He was. We liked each other, though. Yeah. I, I was mean to I him. I still love him. Man. I love him. It. But we both love him. It. Bala. <laughs> Facebook friends, baby. Yes. No wedding you, invite, but Facebook friends. I can be one of the cruelest people in the world. Hit it. But I love. And only love doing it to someone who is nasty and deserves it. Yeah. And I feel no remorse. Yeah, interesting. Uh, however, I can also be very mean to good people who don't deserve it. Ca- like, just callous and cruel and yeah. don't think anything of it. And even if it's a joke, I always feel terrible for months afterwards to the point where, like, I'm, it's kind of weighing on me Well, forever. yeah, that's the thing. I don't, have the, I don't have the skin for it. Yeah. And if you apologize to them, they'd think you were insane. Right. Because they don't, probably don't even remember it. Right. But... Uh, it goes like when I was in the fifth grade. I was in a. I, I hate Philippines. to brag here, but I portrayed Tom Sawyer in Central Elementary's production of Tom Sawyer, which was the the title role, the lead role. Uh, and did you get your SAG card? I did. I was your SAG little after. SAG card. Yeah, yeah, little SAG, <laughs> tiny SAG, <laughs> little SAG mini after. And the woman playing whatever Tom's mom, Tom's mini mother. After. <laughs> like we're coming off stage, and she like tussles my hair really hard. And I was really nervous. And I just blurted out, like, hey, fat lard. Because <laughs> I was in the fifth grade. Or that now, was your motherfucker. Yeah. I've been, and she was a big gal. Oh, and I've oh, been boy. down on myself about my, anytime anybody says anything about anyone's weight, even if they're a monster. Daddy, I'm the same way. I hate them. And I'm like, like I write on a TV show. And if they make a fat joke, I'm like, do, do we have to do this? Yeah. It's just, 
it uh, it rules my life. It's always there. Like I'm always w- watching my weight, worried about my weight, oh, thinking yeah. people are looking at me in a weird way. They probably don't. Care. I have the same thing about weight, and and specifically about people eating. I've talked about this a yeah. little bit on the show before, but if I see someone eating alone, sadly eating mm-hmm. alone, it breaks my heart. And then if I even there's something about how we need food that I just it just kills me. Yeah, it kills me that people are like eating a sandwich like I need this. <laughs> well, like I'm hungry and I need it. If I don't get it, I can't be me. I always feel terrible for people eating alone, but when I'm eating alone in a restaurant, I'm so happy. I know I've gotten over Maybe the alone thing. Happy. No, 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 Patty. I've gotten I've gotten over it because yeah. I've had so many meals alone. And to be honest, now there's like iPhones. Nobody's ever alone. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're just as alone as you would be if your three friends were there also looking at their phones. Yes. But there's something – let me tell you this memory because he gave it to me. Fat, it's fat lard style. Yeah. I don't have – I'm the telling way, you, I, like <clears throat> I wake up some days and think, God, I wish I hadn't blurted out fat lard to that girl. And that was in the fifth grade. Yeah. I think about it all the time. Do you have her Facebook? You would I don't remember crazy. her name to be honest with you. <laughs> I just remember calling her fat lard. <laughs> and I hate it so much. I Is hate she that- in your phone as fat lard? <laughs> <laughs> no, there weren't phones then. You wanted to call her, you'd call you'd talk to her father and you'd say, Can I speak to whoever the fuck? But I don't remember. <laughs> oh, her fat, name. Lord? <laughs> I'm <got> fat Lord! Hey Fat Lord Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Here's the one that killed me. Okay. We're looking at third grade, where the where memories start to kind of find their footing and yeah. stick. And this I wasn't even involved in this. I've always just hated conflict, which is why I teased Ahmed a lot. Yeah. He, he, I, I likened him to the character uh, Kenny Powers. He would say a lot of things that sounded like Kenny Powers quotes. Yeah. So what I would do is I'd well, take what he said. No, I mean, there's no I'd, funnier character than Kenny Powers. I know, but when when you're kind of doing it just being you, it's it's kind of mean to yeah, point yeah, that yeah. out. And sure, we, like like I remember he said, "Meditation is hard as shit." And I just if you print that <laughs> on a picture of Kenny Powers, it's great. Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, "My girlfriend invited me home for Christmas." I said, "Thanks, but no thanks." I don't get serious. <laughs> I remember all of them. Uh-huh. They kill me to this day. Yeah, I, yeah. But it's not nice. It's not nice to make a guy into a, into a joke or whatever. Sure. But it all came from insecurity. It was my first job. It was his first job. Right. So I, I was like, we both, we're both in the same boat. And then I started taking out my own doubts on him. Sort right, of right. Thing. Like it was textbook. Here's the memory. And uh, love you. The baller. Das yeah. baller. In third grade. This guy, uh, you know what's funny? I've recast it because it was third grade, but I recast it with somebody from high school because I forget who it was. Okay. No, maybe it wasn't high school. It doesn't matter. The story is this. It's in school, whether it be grade or high. (laughs) (laughs) Junior or senior. I'll I'll either surf or ski. (laughs) Ref? I don't know what that is. Jenny Jenny McGuire, the the sequel. I'll either surf or ski? Uh, it's Cush. Cushman says, hey, I'll either surf or ski. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Then he plays... Jerry under- O'Connell did my drunk history. Did he really? He was one of the performers. I like that very Also kind the fat of- kid from Stand By Me. You mean Fat Lard by Stand Never By Me? Never met him. Yeah, the Fat Lard from Stand By Me. <laughs> this, can you tell me... You why- couldn't stand by him. He was such a fat lard. <laughs> <laughs> Again, why do I do it? Because of my own insecurities, Pete. Well, I'm going to write down fat. We're going to talk about fat. That sounds uncomfortable. Uh, no, we're going to have a fun time. Okay, great. Yeah. This is my story, though. It goes back to the, I need my sandwich. I'm weak without my sandwich. Or soup, the saddest yeah. food. Give me my <laughs> soup. Now, what? Now you're talking about, like, if you see a, a big person eating. No, no, no. What are you talking about? People eating. <laughs> Just people eating. 
You Here, think the need for food is kind of disgusting? No, I think it's it's vulnerable and it's sad to me for some reason. Not always. I go, sure. It's not like I go to a birthday dinner and I'm like, isn't it sad that if we don't eat this, we'll die? Right. Like, I don't feel that way. I hate when people are like, I had the most succulent steak or the most delicious whatever. I'm like, we shouldn't be talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like sharing, I had a great bowel movement. Again, because I've lived my whole life. Some body dysmorphia, some I'm a little overweight here and there. It comes and goes. It, it, but I hate talking about food. Like, I can't say, oh, this restaurant was good. As soon as I start saying, oh, this food was really good, yeah. I get really self-conscious. Like, yeah. oh, everyone's thinking, sure you do, fatty. <laughs> and Tell I us about that. the minted toothpicks <laughs> that you swallowed, fat lord. Yeah. Well, let me just tell the story, and then we'll, we'll talk the about it. It's so stupid, though. It's, it's dumb now. It's past the window. But anyway, somebody, you know, remember back in grade school, I think it was grade school, where you tease people for shit that doesn't even make sense? Yeah. Someone said to this guy, Ivan, they go like, Ivan eats big plates of meat. Yeah. That's what they were teasing Ivan about. Is that Did like he? he ate like a meat-heavy diet. And these weren't like hippie kids being like, go vegan. It wasn't that. It was just yeah. like, ooh, Ivan eats 35 pounds of chicken every day. And he wasn't fat or anything. It wasn't that. Did he eat a lot of meat? No, it was completely unfounded. But then Ivan, okay. who was kind of crying, he was like quivering when like, that's not true. Then yeah. he says this. He goes, my mother usually makes like some vegetables. And this is like his rebuttal. It's killing me remembering this. He goes like, she'd make some vegetables and like some rice. This is a quote. And maybe a little bit of meat. And for some reason, I think that's given me like bad feelings about people talking about what they eat. I, I got to tell you, that hit me so hard that I have my upper right lip sweats when I get truly uncomfortable. And I just had three fully formed beads of sweat appear <laughs> because I've been Ivan so many times. <laughs> I didn't like that story at all. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. People are... And maybe a little bit of No, meat. that's one of the worst things I've ever heard. I'm glad. I'm sorry to make you uncomfortable, but I'm no, also no, it is. glad. You see me mopping my upper lip. <laughs> yes, I do. But I'm glad I, I know it's, we're very similar people. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that. We're, we have not just our senses of humor, but people. Yeah. And then also, like, that story broke my heart, and you get it too. But I also had moments. I've also been an Ivan. Let's talk yeah. about being Ivans. Well, I've had such a, a blackout of I've that time had... of my life, especially like a K through six. Yeah. Um, where I started going to therapy, I think, really because I want to talk to somebody for an hour without them looking at their phone is really the reason I yeah, get Yeah, yeah. It makes more sense now than ever. Yeah. I don't get a lot out of it, uh, to be honest. I, I like just talking to somebody who's listening to me and trying to help, and there's no other agenda, and I don't have to hear about your web series or whatever else. Uh, I just like going and talking and saying, this is what's bothering me, and then sometimes I get help, sometimes I don't. Yeah. But... Um, when I start kind of mentioning the things I went through when I was a kid, I say them casually. And she called me out last week. She was like, you have this twinkle in your eye when you talk about the most nightmarish experiences. <laughs> like like that documentary, Bully. These would have been – like when I watched that movie, I was like, really? You're going to complain about this? Yeah. Uh, she's like, they're, they're horrific experiences. And she's like, let's get into those. But she's like, you talk about them like they're a joke. And that's what I do with my entire life. Yeah. My childhood, my parents. Well, that's one of the first things, not to encourage the behavior, but I was yeah. like, Patty has these stories. Like, you told it last time on the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. about, like, I specifically 
just <laughs> yeah. with a Play-Doh playset. Yeah. Like, you have these heartbreaking tales. All my coping – and that's honestly why I have a hard time empathizing with people who are just saying, like, my life is terrible and blah, 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 blah. Because my thing is make it funny. And I'm always like, well, you're not really trying to make this funny. <laughs> like, that that would help. But I started saying, my first day of kindergarten, this guy, I, I won't say his name, but he was in sixth grade. We had K through six at it my school. It was Ahmed No. <laughs> and I had, you know, you got the short shorts with the white stripes up the side. Yeah, with, with, the, the, little, with the little give. Yeah. little triangle of, right. of whisper of kid thigh. You're showing off a little kid thigh. <laughs> give him a taste. Him a- the designer of the kid yeah, yeah. shorts was like, give him a taste. <laughs> yeah. Let him think, let him know what they're missing. <laughs> it's the same all the way up, baby. Yeah. And my mom uh, took me to the bus stop and was like, you know, I had my little backpack. She was like, I love you. Have a good first day at school. I said, thanks. I get on the bus. And I'm walking down in kindergarten. The sixth grader grabbed me, threw me in the seat next to him, pushed me up up against the window of the bus. And for the entire ride to school, he had a piece of mirror, a piece of broken glass, and twisted it into my upper thigh. Back and forth and back and forth. Bleeding? I was crying. He, He was reaching around my head and covering my mouth with his hand. And then just bleeding down my thigh. And he kept twisting this piece of glass. He didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. And they told me, don't fucking tell anybody. And I said, okay. And I thought, well, this is school, I guess. And I went into school. So I was. Did anyone say, why, why are you bleeding down your leg? I wiped it off. I went home. I did tell my mom. Then there was a lot of like, well, you want me to talk to people at school? And I said, no, 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 that'll be too embarrassing. And that was a lot of school, me saying, like, please don't say anything to people at school. My parents didn't. Still have a hard time sending back meals at restaurants. Sure, I don't do that. Yeah. I'll just eat it. Yeah. I had this guy force worms hey, down my throat. Hey, it's not glass on the bus, man. <laughs> no. I had a guy sit on my chest at the bus stop and force live worms down my throat and, like, watch me swallow them. And I'm telling these stories, and she's like, why do you have a twinkle in your eye like you're wistfully remembering something? And I was like, I don't really know. I said, because what's the alternative? I sit here and cry about it? It was 30 years ago. Like, I don't care. But... But Surely I that mean, has some effect on then you. Then two sips of Four loco. I'm not even trying to be funny. And there yeah. we are, weeping. That might be. Yeah, There's sure. something like, look, you and I both like avoiding conflict. Yeah. One of the reasons we get along. I, you're, you're actually, you can be pretty good at it, especially when you, me, and Joey Roses are hanging out. Pretty good at avoiding conflict? You're good at, like, bantering and arguing things for fun. Yeah. Even better than I am. I'll, I'll just be like, you're right, I do love National Treasure. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just, I'll just end the argument. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that was really good. <laughs> you'll be like, no, Joe, that was a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you'll fight about it. Yeah. But there, there's something about... <clears throat> Denying our emotions, which is something that I like. I used to get twinkle in my eye, right? When I I would go like, you know, my wife and I, uh, she leaves me for a, a small Italian man. I never cried, yeah. never cried. That's uh, not that, that's not cool. that's not cool. But that's what we do. We thought it was cool, yeah, because you know, get me cool, but. <laughs> Sopranos reference. What happened? You know, are obsessed with Sopranos and uh, James Gandolfini a lot during the show. <laughs> yeah, will be like, I I always thought the the model was Gary Cooper. <laughs> yeah, St- strong silent tie. Uh, yeah, and exactly. I agree. It, well, it wasn't my reference wasn't Gary Cooper, but it's kind of like whenever somebody's like really emotional, my which is a real problem with me in relationships. My f- feeling is always like, do we have to do this? It's like, funny that you could say you that. Stop? Even showing pain. Was something that yeah. I, I I've told this before on the podcast, but there's almost nothing I haven't said on the podcast. Sure. A friend of mine picked up his cat and he slashed at her, at him, 
And like you know those cat, ca- it wasn't bleeding, but like the paper, the fl- uh, paper like skin flares up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, you could do a mountain range shadow puppet. <laughs> Just the skin is up, and it's, yeah. and it stings. It's a it's a very unpleasant feeling. Yeah. And he was like, ah, he did that. And I was, but I knew exactly how it felt because I had all these cats and sure. I was just like, fucking get over it. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's like guys like us need to learn how to go, ah, the cat. And yeah. also my wife, my wife, even well, though I can't say that without laughing. <laughs> What's interesting is we're <laughs> – Baby! <laughs> you and I are so no! – Feels good. You know, we're, so, we're so not macho in any way. And then that's our one thing. That. Yeah. But like. You throw a football at me. I just yeah. duck. I still get teased by two different groups of friends. One was in Missouri and one was in LA. So I don't. I do. I cannot cry. I don't cry. I don't access those feelings. Without a little quattro crazy. Without that, yeah. But I went. Uh, in Missouri, I went and saw About Schmidt. Yep. With one of Nicholson, my favorites. One of my favorite movies. And I was loving it, loving it, loving it, and I thought it was like funny and sad and everything. But the final scene, when he gets that drawing, where like he realizes he meant something to Indugu, the yeah. kid, which has been a joke for the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear Indugu, like yeah, it's yeah. hilarious every Dear time. Dear Indugu. And at the end, I was seeing it with like six of my friends, and not expecting this would even be a serious movie. And something about that, because it was about an emotionally repressed man, yep. I started crying. And couldn't stop. And I couldn't face my friends. And I wound up like running home. And I was ashamed. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. And couldn't stop crying for a long time. Then out here in LA, I saw 127 Hours with some friends. I don't give a shit about James Franco. I didn't care about the movie really. But I loved the movie. And at the end when he's like, oh, I should have opened up myself more to my girlfriend and my parents and everything else. I was sobbing. And we all had carpooled. And I'm sitting in the back of like this five-dude car driving home. And was like, <laughs> like couldn't pull it yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because once it starts, then I can't stop. You're like it. a planet, and these are your little earthquakes. Like they're involuntary yeah. tremors where you're like, mm, I guess it's right. happening. And to me, I was like, maybe I'll never face these people again. But they're like, it's cool that you're crying. But it, it was also yeah. really weird. I had because a friend I couldn't that stop crying. Bald at a uh, Green Mile. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? See, what is going on here? Because I, you cry at a good movie. And we, we rarely, both love yes. movies. Yeah, rarely. I understand. I don't cry rarely at movies. Yeah, I yeah. never bawl. And I don't say that with any pride. I'm trying to move past that. Yeah, that's yeah. like a cool thing. But I will cry at most things. I, I've been watching Transparent. That makes me cry. Mm-hmm. I've been watching uh, movies. I, I can't, it doesn't matter which But you can't cry in real life? But I can't cry in real life. <clears throat> does that, now you're in a serious relationship, does that bother your girlfriend? No. Okay. Or do you know? But I mean, I Maybe will tear know. up. Like my girlfriend and I were having dinner, and <laughs> that's a good one. And there's a band there, and they start playing uh, "Hallelujah." What's the guy's name? Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley's version of "Hallelujah." Yeah. But well, it's, it's a Leonard Cohen song. People forget that. Let's people forget that. Yeah. Uh, we had a joke on "I Hate My Teenage Daughter" that me and Laura Guten always used to oh. quote, which uh-huh. was, uh, "He was scared of Elmo, right? Talking about a child, uh-huh. and then." Uh, the guy, the actor goes, he is a monster. People forget that. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's a great joke, yeah. right? <laughs> Sweetheart, take People. the amount of barbecue sauce, quadruple, <laughs> quadruple it. Those shows, you know, like a multicam, especially in this day and age, they get so little respect. They're relentless joke machines. Yeah, I know. We, this, we shouldn't. You're, you're telling a story, but like, it's. No, I wrote it down. 
There can be genius, brilliant jokes in those That's shows. That's what I'm saying. When people shit on... I used that, to And be, that is a great joke. And if that joke was on 30 Rock, it'd no, be quoted. Yeah, that's what, I know. That's what pisses me off. Absolutely. Not that, believe me, I no, know I 30 know. Rock, it's a great pound show. pound, every joke is amazing. Yeah, it's a great show. But like... But it's the same... That's what kills me is... I Hate My Teenage Daughter, pretty yeah. much a panned show. Yeah. Uh, no respect. Yeah. I'm not even saying it should have gotten respect. I am saying I think it was funny and we worked really hard. Yeah. Everyone in the room... Like three fourths of it wrote on Friends. Everybody loved really Friends. Really smart, you know funny I mean? people and geniuses. Because people will go, oh, it's going to laugh track or whatever. A, it doesn't. Yeah. These shows have live, live tapings with yeah, audiences. Yeah, yeah. But the joke writing almost has to be better than a single cam sitcom because you, if people you don't have to laugh, get a laugh, so people forget that. There's no respect. I mean, and, and all these shows, Cheers, all, all these shows that we love for, for decades were multi cam. But I just it started watching me. The Always Sunny. Oh, did you? I've never watched it. It's a fucking hilarious show. It's a hilarious show. Yeah. Everyone's great. They are all great. How can you say that about a show? I know. Everyone's great. Like, they'll go, like, the, like Charlie is obviously great. Like, I knew of Charlie. Yeah. Charlie Day. You know, because he's in movies and stuff. They're yeah. all in movies. Uh, one of them was, uh, Dennis was in uh, Fargo. You know, I've seen them the in show, other yeah, things. Yeah. The show, not the movie. But, so, but, like, whenever they'll be, like, it's such a game-heavy show. Yeah. Where the game is, like... Oh, I'm going to try and get this blind girl to eat this parakeet. It's always yeah, something yeah. mean. And then I'm never like, oh, I wish they had had the guy that's trying to get the girl to eat the parakeet be Dennis. I, I wish it were Char- Charlie. Yeah. Whoever it is kills it. It's the, unbelievable. There's no – that was – I wrote for that show. I know. But that – they're never – I'm waiting for your episodes. I'm on C's too. Oh, I, yeah. I'm in four and five. But they're – they never pan- – Working my way back <laughs> to you, Pat. With a burning love inside, I let it get away. Feeling every day. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Very little sleep and had some coffee. Hit oh, okay, it. great. But uh, that show, pretty much at like 30 Rock, let's say, for, in, for my money, when they would go from Alec Baldwin to like Jane Krakowski, yeah. I would be like, Doing a Jane Krakowski story, I know. Or like we're doing a. I love, I love her, but we're I doing a, the about. writer's story. You know, like yeah, it's like Lisa Simpson. It's like Pete, it's perfect. A, example. It's a Lisa episode, and like that, that sink in your heart when you realize yeah. it's a Marge episode. Exactly. Like, and but, but kudos to them for trying to do them. Yeah. But always sunny. The best part about it is that they're all funny. All combinations are yeah. funny. All yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this year. That I was going to go back. We we got it down the line with my agent and everything. I was going to go back to Ride for Always Sunny. This Cause year. Because it, it's still great. Yeah. And they had kind of asked me to come back, and I was so excited about it. But we couldn't make it work with my current contract and job. It would have had to come during my three-month hiatus. Yeah. But I, I would love to go back. And they're, the shows in season 10 are still so strong and so funny. I can't believe and it. And the show has never been nominated for anything. It gets no respect. But I'm so proud of my time there, and I hope we can make it work. Why do you go think back, that but, is? I think because they're not afraid of a show about who pooped. They did a show called Who Pooped the Bed when I was there, where it was like a murder mystery, like Clue. And it was, I remember crying, like with us writing it as a group, where like, you know, like a, a flash of lightning and the lights go out and they come up and there's like a piece of shit in the middle of the floor, like a Clue style murder mystery, but with who, who shat in this bed. And. You know, it's the problem I had when my parents would watch it. It was my first big writing job, and they watch it and be like, it's so disgusting, Pat. Because they're not afraid of that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, They'll yeah. do anything. Well, I just watch the Jihad ones. I mean, like, yeah. every episode, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And I never see it coming. Yes. And they always, 
they don't just introduce it; they take it and they play with it until it's done. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And Emmy voters are like sixty years old. Yeah, you know, I pooped the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll, well, I'll solve this crime right here. I just did. Uh, Jason Alexander. Here's my. Here's why I feel. And by the way, if I win an Emmy, I'll wipe this all clean and yeah, I'll, I'll, say, I'll strip my the internet of. But Jason Alexander, JL, never won an Emmy for playing George Costanza. So wow. that doesn't tell you the failure of this yeah. system. Was he nominated? Maybe once or twice, but that Kramer just... always got the attention. And I love Kramer, of course. Yeah. But you're going to tell me that's a better character than George Costanza? Brutal. Show. Show. <laughs> show. Anyway. Uh, always Sunny's never been, to my knowledge, even nominated for anything. Yeah. Uh, and it's a real bummer because I think it's a genius show. Seldom nominated in Philadelphia. Yes, exactly. I don't like it. Um, yeah, and I, w- I would have loved to go back. It's it's a, it's like a ten week job though, and I can't do it now that I own a house and things like that. Well, I that, can't you know, it's funny talking that. about being force fed worms and stuff. Which, yeah. honestly, Patty, I hate that. I, I was I had a friend that handcuffed me and shot me with a BB gun, and uh, I, I think I've told this story on the podcast before. He, he spat a loogie on the floor and then he like sucked it back up. Okay. It's disgusting. Do you ever have Shit. people do the thing where they floss with rubber bands where it goes in the nose and then in the mouth? Yeah, and gr- they floss? why are they doing that? I, I have seen like, gross. Yeah. The loogie thing, I had never felt a grossed out barf. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It was always a sick barf. Sure. But when I saw him do that, I can still see it vividly. And I remember as it was happening, I was like, why am I doing this? And looking back, I'm like, what part of me, why did I hang out with this motherfucker? Why right. did I hang out with this piece of shit? Right. Uh, well, he, you know, he was probably troubled. Oh, he was a friend. He was like, I thought he was my best friend. Okay. And he used to just like, he shot me right here in between the eyes with a BB gun. I was handcuffed. It sounds like sounds like Fifty Shades of Grey. You were it sounds handcuffed? like handcuffed. Yeah, he, he told me it was one of those weird. This is very vulnerable, but I mean, you have mm-hmm. opened up. It was one of those weird things where he's like, "They don't work. They don't work." And then I'd put it on one rest, and I was like, "Come on, man, come on." You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then it'd be like, "No, no," just and then somehow he'd get them on me, and I was so desperate to be liked. This is like fifth grade, by the way. He so, shot you point blank with us? No, a, a little distance, but it still hurt, and it was in between my eyes. Were we you were, like we were old enough do to do it, or were you like, please don't do it? I was. I remember very vividly trying to hold still. Mm-hmm. You have two choices. You can ro- roll. You. I know that's yeah. what I'm saying. We were old enough to know that that's like a cliche, right? Like you're going to blind yourself. But then I was like, if I move, he could miss. Yeah. But if I don't move, he's going to do it. So I actually held still. It's fucking. Did you have a BB in your face? Did I have a beat? Or did it just bounce? Oh, off? it just bounced. It wasn't that powerful, okay. but it did hurt. What's the movie where the guys? Oh, Royal Tenenbaums. He's got the yeah, BB yeah. stuck in it's, his hand. Uh, ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, okay. So there's a uh, pain, and where where was I going before I told you that? Very difficult. Guys shot you in the face. Yeah, but we were talking about. Oh, I can't believe you're not more fucked up because you bought a house, right? Yeah. You should be like uh, other people that I know, going nuts. About, like, you mean anxiety about No, it? no, no. Like, buying a house, buying a plane. It's not that you have that much money, but the money, you know what I mean. I'm, uh-huh. I'm not saying neither of us are, like, billionaires. Yeah. But you have enough that you could be reckless, and you're not. Mm-hmm. But you did buy a nice house, and that's nice to see. When I go to your house next, and it's a very nice house, I'm going to go, ah, the house that Eating Earthworms built. You know what I mean? For sure. There's a nice, yeah. there's a nice uh, redemption to that. Yeah, and it's not lost to me either that the guy who fed me the earthworms is probably 
working at a tire store or something. Earthworm Jim? Not that there's anything wrong with working at a tire store. Hey, but my father laid brick. <laughs> sure. R- reference? Brick. My father laid brick? Goodwill Hunting. Okay, I didn't know that. That's a noble job. I'm building somebody's house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is. It is a completely <laughs> noble job. Hey, my father laid brick. Yeah. That's all my, you got to say? I understand, I but hope fuck I, that guy. I hope that guy's deeply unhappy. You know, I hope his wife cheats on him and everything else. Yeah. You know, because... I don't. I can't really let stuff go like that. But but maybe it's because listen, I had a psychosomatic pain in my balls, which yeah. still flares up from time to time. Yeah. That my therapist was like, "Yeah, you never grieved. We have to grieve." When my right. show got canceled, he was like, "Please grieve." Like I yeah. cried when my show got canceled. I was just like, I didn't like get the bottle of whiskey. Like I, you know, like you keep moving and you yeah. repress and you repress and you, you sure repress do. and then you move forward. Yeah. But now I'm trying to be better. Like I did grieve. Like I took time to be like, no, it sucks. I'm gonna stop the car. Right. I'm gonna pull over. You know, it says like scenic overview. It says grieving overview. Yeah. You just pull over, overlook, and you just just take a moment. So like you say, like it probably could help you. Don't we think could help both of us to be better to grieve some of the pain. Of the past and present. It could help me, but I just don't do it. I yeah. just don't do it. And what about primal scream therapy? I bet we'd both love I'll it. I'll scream in my car now and again. Yeah, Dad. Uh, I'll always scream along to music, which at the time I'm just thinking, oh, I'm just singing along. But really yeah. I'm letting some stuff out. Probably. I love that you say that because when my show got canceled, I played the rancid song. It's called Antenna. Uh-huh. And, it, and the chorus is, let California fall into the fucking ocean. Great song <laughs> to feel if you ever feel disillusioned sure. about the business. Sure screaming along with it and tears rolling down my face because yes. that's, that's, that's my father. My father will cry at Against the Wind by Bob Seger. Still but he, running against the wind. Way up firm and high. I remember <laughs> no, when that lyric... Moves. What's that? Night moves. night moves. I remember when, when it said... Uh, here you go. When it oh, said way up firm and high, I remember my dad looking at me and being like, yeah. You like a firm tit, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, ah, you've seen two, you've seen them all. Not if true. I were writing the script, I know. Yeah. A long beat, like 10 seconds, dad. Well, that's not really true. Yeah. So it went, you seen two, you seen them all. <laughs> that's not really true. No, I've never not been surprised by a pair of boobs, either pleasantly or unpleasantly. Unpleasantly. Not unpleasantly. Unpleasantly. But just like, you oh, said unpleasantly. That wasn't what I was expecting. Or, wow, that's better than I was expecting. Or, yeah. Whatever. That's a terrible thing to say. I don't. What are you saying? But you, all, I always come around to loving them. Look, you once said, "If you write the song, waiting is the hardest part." TP, mm. TP, in mm-hmm. the HP, Tom Petty. If you write that song, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to like get a ticket. Like you shouldn't be able to Tom give Petty Tom Petty a speeding ticket. Should not ticket. ever get a speeding ticket or pay I bet he taxes. Doesn't. Yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff. And then uh, I did say that. I, I think that. I remember. Well, I got one of those memories for jokes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Though. I'm not done snapping. Like, <laughs> I'm if, saying if, if Tom, you aside from like mm-hmm. molesting a kid, Tom Petty should should have a very wide berth of the things that he can do. The song "Honeybee" sounds like maybe he did. Honeybee is a great fucking song. Listen to the lyrics. Though. No, I have. He's basically raping a, a young girl in corduroy pants. <laughs> but uh, but what a riff! Like if I was a cop, I'd be like, holy sh! Like Tom Petty, yeah, yeah. get out of here. Hey, I took my. They mom. let me drive the bus. Yeah. I took my mom and her husband to a Tom Petty concert when they came out here. TP and the HP? Tom Petty is a guy who it's kind of hard not to cry. Like, you feel emotional, especially if you had a couple drinks. When he's up there singing at age, you know, 105. 
those songs, I mean, like, every song, you're like, oh, shit. Every song that starts, you're like, yeah, oh, shit. Cigarettes, it was then in the moon. Yeah. I mean, until he's like, here's one from Hypnotic Eye. <laughs> then you're like, I'm going to take a seat. But okay. every other song, you're like, yeah, great. So Bobby Siggs, Tommy P, yeah. right? Here we are, just taking the baton from the generation before us, doing a little bit better. Yeah. We're moving a little bit more towards emotionally better. literate. Yeah. A lot better. But we're still, we still have some remnants of that, like, sure. you only cry at, at Tom Petty. Right. And you only, like, that menopausal thing of, like, crying at commercials and stuff. I get that. Yeah. Well, my... Because it's all backed up in there. Get the crying plunger. <laughs> my new thing for happiness, and this came from... Please stop making the plunger noise. Uh, it didn't come from anything to do with therapy. I go and really, I just kind of talk, and I'm like, all right. You know, again, in Sopranos, he goes, you know, sometimes when I come here, it feels like taking a shit. I like to liken it to childbirth. And he goes, no, it's it's like taking a shit. <laughs> and then my other favorite, when she she goes in this, like, like a two-minute speech to him about what would help him in his day-to-day life and emotions, and he goes, this sounds very gay to me. <laughs> you know, I He's just, like... Those, I know those therapy scenes now, especially now that I started going, are so hilarious. They're re- they're great. Yeah. I but I'll tell you something, Pat. Hey, yeah. I started rewatching Sopranos because mm-hmm. Val hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't do it anymore mm-hmm. because the show is about people that are like, this is gonna sound so weird. It's no longer entertaining to me to see people that are just completely blocked, hypocritical. Well, like the line that really did it for me was about his therapy. It was like. I don't know, Calm. This therapy thing. What you say is what you don't mean, and what you mean is what you don't say. Yeah. I'm just like, fucking get out of here. I can't have you yeah. eating cold cuts and just being like, I don't get it. Like, I'm just like, give me a show. Like, transparent, more my speed right now, because it's people, like, dealing with issues openly, honestly. It's not just going like, dad's a queer. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I do and I don't, because the surprise to me is... Is everything. Maybe it's just where I'm at right now. That's where you're at right now. That's but I do fine. love it. I'm not saying it's not everything. I'm just saying uh, sometimes I want to watch Sopranos people is more realistic that are operating on a different level. I get that. A I higher that. level. For me, my new thing, because really I am so closed off. There's a line in The Departed that the Irish are the only people impervious to therapy. Patty, we have the same little book of, of things that we've <laughs> stolen from Probably. movies where we go, you know how Freud says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I feel like it's true. I don't really get anything out of it. Aside from my insurance is paying for it, I go. It, it helps a little bit. But for me, the biggest help that I've made is uh, realizing that being kind of happy or pretty happy is fantastic. And I think what keeps most people unhappy, what was keeping me unhappy, uh, and I woke up today and I felt like while I was driving over here that I might be in the best mood I've ever been in. Really? I was just like... What? Why would I be upset? And it was because of having this revelation that uh, being this this other level of like crazily happy, like where you're like in ecstasy every single day, is not a realistic goal. And I think everyone is striving for that, and so their own day to day life becomes a burden or miserable because they're not in this special tier of happiness. For me. If most of the things in my life are checked off and good, you know, I have a relationship that I love, a a woman that I love, the sex is great, my job is great, I have money, I have a house, uh, my health is there, 
Uh, I'm not doing destructive things anymore. Big chewy nerds are available. Big chewy nerds are there. Well, they're not. That was a big blow to my happiness. <laughs> but if I have all this shit and I'm still like, oh, I'm waiting for this thing where I'm glowing with happiness all day, every day. Yeah. That thing isn't possible. And realizing that isn't possible has made me so much happier. Oh, you've let go of desire? Namaste. No. Some, w- some would say that is uh, it is possible, and you can have this thing where you're happy all the time. For me, that's not in the cards. No, I'm saying that's a good thing. It sounds like you have made peace with the every the low low base hum. It's a Conan O'Brien quote. You're yeah. not going for the highs or the lows. You want a low, steady base hum of contentment. And that sounds boring, but the alternative to that is that's where I would get into trouble. That's where I would go, why don't I drink everything here and then, like... You know, take a cab to 18 bars on a Friday night and then ruin my next day because I'm searching for this thing outside of yeah. my, my current level of Simply happiness. Simply the best! Yeah. You're looking for that moment. Whereas, you want to be in a fountain kissing a woman. <laughs> yes. Now, last night I didn't drink, and this morning I woke up. Had a drink. I woke up, and I'm like, I feel amazing. And I'm there with my girlfriend. I go upstairs. I have some coffee. I have a little breakfast. I go to the gymnasium. I know I got to come over here, and that's all great. Why? And I, the thing of like, oh, I got to get something else. I got to get something else. It's always out there. A, that's what's made me successful. Probably mm. is that I'm always like, I got to get something more. But as far as happiness goes, just be happy. Because I was like, oh, well, five years ago, I would think, oh God, if I could just get a job and a show, I'd be happy. I right. have everything I want. If I could just maybe my ultimate goal is to have a house. I have all this shit. So the one way to go is, well, now what? Yeah, I got all this shit, now what? And that's yeah. how you wind up, Pilots there will license. be blood style, beating drifters in your bowling alley. Yeah. But you can also just be like, like last night I was like, I'd like to sit here in this house that I've been striving for, watch a couple movies, have a great night, sit on my deck, look at the sunset and shit, and not be like, what's next, what's next, what's next? Yeah. And, and LA is all about what's next. Yep. And if you can just be okay with... This is what's, what I have, and this is fantastic. Well, and that's a hard place to get to, but that's where I'm at. But that, that's where I'm at. That's, the, that's a great you, place. You, well, no, yeah, I didn't mean that necessarily emotionally, although that is somehow uh, somewhat of what I feel. But that's my big thing right now. I've said it a billion times on this podcast, the idea of don't postpone your happiness. It's yeah. like, when I get this, I'll be happy. When I get this, I'll be happy. It's stupid. And you also don't need a reason uh, to be happy. No. I know that sounds stupid, but you don't. You can just... For loco it and go look at that muddy river. You really can. Yeah. Hopefully without the help of for loco. <laughs> yeah. But like I'm sitting on the porch uh, this morning. Porch. Now this sound like people listening might be like, well, I don't have a deck. That's it. I well, don't have a porch. Right. But maybe you'll get it. And maybe you'll go to the park. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have a porch or a deck for the longest time, and I I would just go. Right. We're in California, so you're lucky. You can just drive to the beach. I just walk on the beach. It was it was fucking beautiful, and that was completely free. Yeah. Even the parking was free. Nothing. It cost me nothing. So you can do this. So this isn't about money, and that's in fact the point. It's just about going like allowing that time to go. Like I'm going to be. I'm going to look at the muddy mystic or whatever river it was. Yeah. And and I'm going to have a four loco moment. Like so today I'm sitting on the porch. And I'm like, normally I'll sit on the porch and have an American slippery cocktail. Sure. Because that feels right. You know what yeah, I mean? It really does. If you walked, it's nice. I'm not saying it's not nice. But if you walked by and you saw me just sitting on the porch and then you look over and there's a Manhattan 1930s style with one-fifth of an orange just right on top. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'd go like, or smoking a cigarette. You'd be like, or smoking weed or whatever sure. it is. Yeah, you yeah. go like, oh, that's normal. 
Yeah. But if I'm just sitting there for some reason, it's like, what are you, like, casing the neighbors? <laughs> Seems like, ah, yeah. they leave at 5 p.m. That's when we strike. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the, you don't. And I said to Val, I go, I should just sit out here. Like, I always sit out there to do yeah. something. I bought a pipe. I never use that. I tried right. it once. But I was like, if I have a pipe, I'll have a reason to be outside. Just be outside. Yeah. Well, that's what I hit, and especially with the availability of amazing weed out here. Smoke weed every day. You can. And especially <laughs> with our jobs, you can. And I can sometimes be funnier at, at work and shit. You know, like, our, you know, I don't, I've never gone to work high, but if you're, if you're typing up jokes at home, like sometimes you write alts at home, sometimes a little puff will help that out. But I was getting into a place of, like, I wake up on a Saturday and it's like, oh, let's have some Bloody Marys with brunch or let's, let's you know, smoke, some, smoke a joint in the morning or whatever. Every day. And it feels fantastic, but for me, I was like, "Why can't it just be enough to, to just sit on your porch or hang out with your girlfriend?" I or whatever else? And as soon as you do that, it is a hundred percent enough. Yeah. But I was always like, "But what else? What else? What else? What else yeah, we got? Yeah, what else yeah, we got?" Yeah, yeah. And that was starting to drive me insane. And as a writer, like I have all these movie ideas and shit like that, and there can come a point where you're like, "Well, I'm not. I should be working on that idea." When you're trying to watch a movie, and I wound up. My favorite thing to do is watch a movie, and I wasn't paying attention yeah. because I would be out of my head. I was my the one thing my therapist did was di- she was like, "You have a very clear case of OCD, not like Lena Dunham with the Q-tip in the ear or light switches or whatever else, uh, you know, thirty on, thirty off, but just you have OCD with like with human interactions, and you can't stop focusing on things and fixating on things, and it's whirring in your brain. And the pot or drugs would knock that out and help me feel happier." But really, it was just kind of like, stop doing that and enjoy right. your day and realize if you wake up on a Saturday and you don't write 20 pages of a screenplay, that's completely fine. Like, you'll yeah. do it some other time. I, I'm a big believer that what, especially in a creative fields or whatever, anything where you're just, you, you need time to think about things, which yeah. is a lot of fields. Yeah. A lot of fields that incorporate creativity at some point, not just completely creative fields. Uh, but like, everything you do is work. Yeah. Now that, you know, Val and I live together and, mm-hmm. and like having that sort of, presence that witness to your life right you have to like something that i had to say for myself she wasn't like when do you work yeah i just had to be like you need to understand it's all work yeah. and i don't mean that in the like i'm always working baby <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah why did i sound like crusty ah, that's I the sweetest crusty. plum <laughs> uh but the idea <laughs> the idea that like sleeping in on a sunday is work because then you get in the shower and you go all right, a series called Urkel Returns. You know what I mean? And you that, yeah. pitch it, book it, yeah. sell it, make it. That's why adaptation is so nice. It shows him jerking off and sleeping and doubting and all that right. sort of stuff. That, that you never it. know when an idea will strike or whatever else. Right. But, I mean, also for me, I'm going to a a job, you know, 60 hours a week yeah. and, and, and working, and that helps me feel like I'm doing something. So then why on the weekend do I feel this like, eh, I should be writing, I should be doing something? Because it was driving me insane, but... And and the truth the truth be told, like I've got a, a three month hiatus coming up. I'm going to do a lot of writing. I'm going to sit, sit and have my coffee and yeah. and write and do all that stuff. And I'm excited to do it. But I also you have to enjoy your life. Absolutely. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna posit this response to you. I'm yeah. not just saying this to give you an answer. I'm going to tell you one of the answers I've heard as to why our brain always wants to keep us in the past mm-hmm. or the future. And this is Eckhart Tolle, the power of now. The Aaron Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> ah. He ditched the last name when he became famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, who By I quote... Way, has has mm. there ever been an, an actor who got further on less than Aaron Eckhart? Got further on less than Aaron Eckhart. Why do we care about Aaron Eckhart? What is he in? 
He was amazing at In the Company of Men, his first movie, 1997. And everyone everyone else, else, I'm like, somebody else could have done this better. <laughs> Am I like wrong? in Wayne's World, too? Or Wayne's World? Can we get somebody better <laughs> than this? Nelson? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maple no. Street. I shouldn't have bashed Aaron Eckhart. Let's no, it's fine. And the woman from 30 Rock. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, she's great, too. I know. And Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, delightful. But I saw her in it, and I was like... I don't know if we need her doing stories. Is that is that Ellie? She's Kemper? just not a yeah. It's a funny show. I'm I glad. watched the first couple. Okay, go on. Cuts yeah. This old Eki Tolls. Eki Tolls says that your okay. So your brain wants to trick you that you're your brain. Yeah. And uh, all these mystical people. And again, we don't have to believe this or like it. Even I'm just putting it to you to see what it makes you think. Your DP Chope, Seapak Chopra would say you're not the wave. You're the ocean. But you know y- your brain keeps telling you that you're. The contents of your brain. Right. So that's your ego. Now we're bringing Freud into the mix. That's your ego, and your ego is your identity, your your sense of self, the idea that I am Patrick Walsh. Yeah. Your ego goes away if you're not thinking about what Patrick did Uh to make him Patrick or what Patrick will do to continue being Patrick. Right. So when you're just in the moment, you're just being your essence. Yeah. And and you don't have to think about what's next or or what's coming. You know, at, at a certain point, you might elect to go like, Say, this would be a good time for me to think about that project or this. But if you are just sitting on your porch, no drink, no smoke, no nothing, just kicking it, looking at leaves on a goddamn tree because it moves beautifully, Yeah, uh, that is a threat to your mind. And then your mind goes, hey, we better throw some shit his way. Otherwise, we're going to vanish. Yeah, Because all the great enlightened peoples like lost their ego. And, yeah. and that's another theory. I thought it was my own theory, but other uh, wonderful weirdos pointed out that other people said this. The devil and the ego are, are very similar. The idea of the tempter, the idea of the liar. Sure. Telling you you're not good, telling you you need to prove yourself. You need to write that screenplay. You're not shit. But you're, you, your essence or your soul, or you take spirituality out of it, just your pure being. Just yeah. you being not a slave to your mind, like a child yeah. who doesn't have a billion thoughts. And I'm sorry I said lard ass, all, that, all those years. Yeah. Lard Fat lard. Fat lard. All those years ago, if you can just have a pure, clear brain, yeah. you have no interest in that screenplay until you want to. And you have right. no interest in looking at your phone until you'd like to. Right. And you can just be. But your ego is threatened by that, and so it tries to sabotage you. Well, for the longest time, uh, weed was the only thing that would work for me. and Because I, I won't get on antidepressants. I, don't, I won't do it. Yeah. And my therapist was like, a, a low dose of something, but I, I just won't do it. And Medicine. I've had... I know people who have huge success with it, but for some reason, pot seems better to me in terms of controlling that. But I would say I've never been in the moment in my entire life, even a little, unless I'm like on a roller coaster yeah. where like you can't be thinking about something else mm-hmm. or like a really great scary movie at the theater or something mm-hmm. or bringing pot into the mix. So like sex is a great example. Like if I'd be single and going to have sex – my brain would almost be thinking about anything but sex. Not anything. <laughs> but just like. Anything but sex. My, <laughs> my brain would be going so crazy and like, she, does, she, does she find me attractive? Is this okay? Is, yeah. is, to the point where I would almost never in, almost enjoy it. Like yeah. It was driving me crazy. I'm glad you're saying that. I feel like that's an underrepresented truth of a yeah. lot of men. Nick Kroll, I've said a million times, has this great bit called Sex is for Stupid People. Sex, I've heard that, yeah. It's and fantastic. I want you and me. I want me and you. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of us are going, why does she have a Picasso poster? Sure. Isn't that funny? And that's why weed makes me so, so much – it makes me a better sex haver by a million percent because one puff, you know, I'm, I am a stupid guy 
jamming away at, at my girlfriend and just like, wow, that's a spectacular Work the balls butt. in. Yeah, These yeah, are yeah. spectacular boobs. Yeah. I'm a dude. Here's my dick. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's it. Like, I, I can go forever. I can, you know, like, everything's feeling amazing. And none of these other thoughts are entering my mind. The danger of that is I don't want to smoke pot every time I have sex. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to kind of balance that out a little better, but it really helps me shut everything off. And this shit with the one thing that did really start helping me with my therapist, whenever I'd be like, Hey, I have this huge problem. Whatever she said would be like, eh, I probably could have got that from having dinner with Pete. Mm-hmm. But the one thing she really helped with was I had this one incident, my old neighbor at my other apartment, who you, is a girl that you know, and I know I, She's an acquaintance of mine, maybe slightly verging into friendship, but really an acquaintance. I don't know her that well. And every time I would see her in and around the building, I would go, hey, and she would wave and say, hey, and we would talk for a few minutes and go about her day. One day I came home. I go, hey, I wave as I'm parking my car, and she's parking her car, and she didn't wave back and went upstairs. Here comes Costanza. Yeah, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, (laughs) holy shit. Now, this is not a person who... She's a lovely person. Has really she has really no impact on my life at all. Hey, my father laid brick. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. She's. I mean, I'm just saying she's great. But I we, understand. We weren't close. She doesn't have to be a bad person for what you're about to say. No, 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 no. I, I really. She's fantastic. I go upstairs and I'm like, okay. And my night became completely focused to the point where I would watch a full hour long show and not have heard a word because in my brain I'm going, why didn't she? Did she overhear me say something with the window open that That's she hated? Funny. That's did funny. did I do something wrong? Did I did I do something wrong to a friend of hers? What happened? And it's going, going, going. So then I wind up texting her to make myself feel better. Hey, realized when I saw you today, I hadn't seen you in a while. How's everything going? Uh, I remember your dad being sick. How's he doing? And she didn't respond to that text. Then I didn't sleep that night. And this is someone again. Not a close friend of mine. It, it destroyed my night, and I couldn't sleep. And it's the kind of thing you don't say to your friends because it sounds insane. But when I just casually mentioned it in therapy, that's when we started making some progress because I was like, I didn't sleep. The next morning I wake up, I text her again. Oh, no. It's the kind of stuff you would do, like, if you had had sex with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, we, had, we, we were just, like, hallway hello acquaintances. Hallway hellos. And I said, like, hey, I'm just wondering uh, – did I did I go over the line by asking how your dad's health is? I hope I didn't bother you. When all I'm really doing is like, please yeah. just let me know I'm okay yeah. and that you like me still, whatever. And she was like, I was just getting ready to text you, which probably was not true. It was like 18 hours later. I'm going to get ready to text my fork, my knife. You put the phone <laughs> yeah. on a plate. She goes, all my- right, crack the knuckles <laughs> like a concert pianist. <laughs> <sighs> which goes, emoji to use? My dad's uh, been really sick. And yesterday I found out he took a turn for the worse, and I'm heading up state to go see him, and that's why I didn't respond. And all I replied was, "Yeah, but why no wave?" No, I. <laughs> but I immediately was so relieved, yeah, which of is sick. Yeah, and I was like, uh, "Well, immediately I was like, let me know if there's anything I can do. What are your plans? Whatever." Which I meant completely, mm. but really I was like, "I'm so glad that you, oh, yeah. that she wasn't mad at me." It's like the movie Happy Now. It's like. It's yeah. this fucked up situation where you should be behaving this way, but all you're feeling is ecstasy that there isn't a problem with you. Exactly. And it's it's really sick. I know. I, a friend of mine told me recently that uh, they had an experience like that where they went over to somebody's house mm-hmm. and uh, the person was acting really, really weird. 
And uh, and then they were just like, well, I'm going to go. And then they left and they were like, oh, I guess that person hates me. Yeah. Only to find out they had just had an abortion. You know what I mean? Jesus like, Christ. So like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, it's not about you. It's That's one of the hardest you. things for me. Believe me, I still wrestle with that. Yeah. It took me a long time. I really had to stick to it to be able to drink. You came over for Val's birthday the other day. Yeah. We had a lovely time. Great night. Wasn't it great? It was really fun. It was yeah. the first time we you know, had people over the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But had many uh, American cocktails. Mm-hmm. Uh, drank some of that liquid weed, which I've uh, enjoyed, although I mm-hmm. still uh, wish it didn't have as much of an effect on me. Like, I'll, I'll still catch myself grasping at words, and I hate that feeling. It is a very positive Weed though it's a good weed. Let me circle back to let's circle back to weed when you're done with this. Remember, yeah, but it just took a long time to be able to drink even with close friends and not yeah. wake up and be like, "Did I offend Orin?" Exactly. And these are your friends. These are your friends. I had a huge birthday slash housewarming party. You were out of town. Yes, but it it was by all accounts a really really fun party. It was really fun. Cut to me in Idaho. <laughs> You folks like airline peanuts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I bring a guitar on stage. I have I have a great sound system. I, I made a Spotify playlist and it's playing. Ooh. But Spotify is glitchy, and on like three occasions it stopped, and I went up and and changed it. But it's your birthday, and people keep giving you shots and etc. And at some point, I wasn't all there. And even though every single person was texting me, I had a great time at your party and everything. I found myself texting the people who didn't text me I had a great time and saying, did you have a great time? And then saying, hey, I noticed you guys were dancing a lot in the living room. Uh, At at any point, did the music cut out and stay out? Because I'm concerned that the music cut out and I didn't catch it in time. And they're like, no, it was playing amazing music all night. We had a blast. That's why we were dancing in your living room. But until I got those, as soon as I sent the text, anxiety, 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 until I get the text back, oh my God, we had a great time. What are you talking about? That's that's no way to live your life. So I've been trying to correct that in a big way because I I don't think it's conceivable that anyone there had a bad time. And I know that. So at the same time, I'm saying you're an idiot. But you know this, people had fun. Could this just be generalized anxiety? Sometimes I – okay. Everybody that listens to the podcast knows I'm waiting the air. There's I'm in a show business waiting phase. Right. Waiting to land. You're yeah. circling the airport. And the waiting Please is the hardest part. Yeah. Look, yeah. it was nearly seven. <laughs> I know that's uh, look. Even yeah, I might have chased a couple women around, <laughs> but all it ever got me was down. But then there were those, those that, made that made me, me feel, feel good. good. Now, never as good as I feel right now. You're the only one that. But you're the only one that's ever known, known how, how to make me want to live. Like I want to live. live now. Those are the best lyrics ever, by the way. Carry on, Pete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you drank water. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like he's deflating. Yeah. Remix. Yeah. Okay. So clearly I'm anxious about one thing. And so just a showbiz thing. Right. Are we going to go forward with this thing? Perfectly normal. Yeah. Be a little anxious about that. Because there's nothing I can do about that, similar to your earthworms. I'm not making light. Similar to your trauma. Uh huh. Piece of mirror. Upper thigh, child thigh, showing a little peak. Something for the fellas, something for the ladies. Oh, no. When you're showing a little thigh, you're not thinking, I hope someone rams some mirror into You're sure this. not. You're just thinking that pure five-year-old sex appeal, and I hope it's coming across. 
Maybe he was angry at the sexual feelings he was feeling about my milky white, <laughs> supple five-year-old thighs. Yeah. Carry on. Could be. Could be. I wonder how that guy's sex life is now. Now, Jim, the mirror in me. That guy was uh, busted on a giant weed bus at a time when I thought the worst thing you could do is smoke weed. Every day. he had a grow house in his basement in my neighborhood and got arrested. Wow. The guy who forced worms down my throat (laughs) got into a lot of trouble for drowning neighborhood cats in a pool. These were sick people. Like Copland, but with a cat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Copland's great, by the way. Great movie. Great movie. Is this the good one? Yeah. Terrible, terrible moment. Yeah. Uh, And if you've ever heard a gun, it's really loud. Yeah. No, Copland is one of my favorite movies. Really? I I just found myself saying that. It's true. <laughs> like you didn't know you it loved someone no, until you said it. I didn't it. realize how much I loved yeah, Copland. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. really like Stallone is so good and yeah. fast. And it's a great <laughs> and it's a great idea. Yeah. Here's a town yes. only cops. Everybody in it's amazing. Leota's coked out and amazing. Yeah. Cartel, De Niro yeah. with a mustache. Yeah. I gave you a chance and you blew it. And you blew it. Eating a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every yeah. time I'm running a comedy you scene. You blew it. Every time I'm running a comedy scene for a movie and I'm like, this is really funny. What would make it better? I always go with the character is eating a sandwich. <laughs> Honestly. It makes everything 45% funny. Brad Pitt wants you on a retainer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sorry. What was a... Oh, so generalized anxiety. Yeah. Nowhere to go. And then I have uh, Val's party. Yeah. Next day, I'm feeling anxious even though I shouldn't be. That's misplaced angst. You know what, what are you mean? feeling anxious about? But that's the thing, is like it, it keeps happening. Like yeah. I catch myself obsessing about things what were you because about I have next day, un, yeah, unresolved anxiety. I yeah. haven't alkalized. I haven't smoothed over mm-hmm. the anxiety. I can't. It's out of my control. Right. But you know there there are DGP. My therapist, Doctor Gary Penn, says he sees a lot of benefit in confronting people and being like, "Hey, I won't do it." Like you know, I had, I had a girlfriend that uh, we were both dating. Our kind of uh-huh. what do you want? To, what word should we use? The, Colorful girlfriend. <laughs> That's the best word you could use. <laughs> and uh, you know, there are things that I thought were uh, left unresolved, bad, yeah. bad By the feelings. Way, now that I made that little snarky remark, yeah. I'll have anxiety about that. Of course, me too. We yeah. still live in fear of these women. Sure. Uh, but he's like, you know, he's had patients that were molested or mm-hmm. this or that, like real legit bad stuff that go to that person's house and like, hello, yeah. I'm Phil. Oh my. You uh, diddled me and like yeah. publicly shame them. Like this guy, like at a party, I want everyone to know. And like that helped them. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but Why I'm saying the like. party? Well, I think they left. crashed the party. Okay. They crashed. They go yeah. to the party. Well, I, don't, I don't even, I kind of made up some of the details. Yeah. But the point is, is like, is there work you and I could be doing that would take that generalized anxiety and smooth it over so that at the end of the party, you would be that higher self patty that goes like, if the music goes out, anyone can go over to the iPhone and, yeah. and un- unpause it. It's yeah. not a big deal. Anybody, everybody had a great time. My neighbor might be going through a myriad of things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. her dad is sick. She didn't see me wave. It doesn't matter. When we're in the moment, though, when we're porch-sitting Patty and porch-sitting Petey, you know what I mean? Just, like, yeah. really looking at trees and feeling sunlight on her face. We're not going, like, I, I hope, I hope when I said, do you want my sandwich, she didn't think I was offering to it because she's fat. 
Yeah. It's not like Keith Fatty won the sandwich. It's like, say it's a good sandwich. It's all wasted. And we're driving the beach. It's not going to make it in the car. It's chicken yeah, salad. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And <laughs> I, when people have done that to me, like, hey, uh, this is, and this is something that's helpful for me to remember. A, the thing I was obsessing about, like that thing, seems so stupid to me even a week later. Yeah. That I try to just put myself in the mindset of a week later immediately. Yeah, I do that with like dental appointments. Like, yeah, a you week know later, it's a memory. It's gonna, it's you stupid. know, it's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, stupid. that's right. Uh, and then the other thing is that, but uh, yet you do it because your body has a need. It ha. It, I'm just a hypothesis. Yeah. Our bodies have needs. It's like we, our bodies have needs. But there's a need to burn off this anxiety. And at yeah. the bottom of the ba- of the barrel, the real stuff is mm-hmm. like, hey, the abuse happened when we were young, whatever it was, right. But instead, we give it the cheaper fuels. We don't give it what it wants to burn off. We go like, look, I can feel that you want to worry. It's like a kid comes and says, I'm hungry. And you're like, I see you're hungry. Here's a glass of water. And it's like, it's kind of the same. Yeah. But I wanted a sandwich. You blow it! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So my whole thing now is just like, stop doing that. And when people have come up to me and said, hey, you know, at that party a month ago, I said something to you and it really bothered me and they'll start explaining it and something that's been causing them anxiety. And 100% of the time, yeah. I don't even – I might not even remember it. I have one for you. It doesn't bug me and I'm like, oh, no, that's that was nothing. And that's how they're feeling about you. They're yeah. probably not even giving it a second thought. Yeah, of course So not. why are you giving it 100% of your thought? The first time I saw you holding a pencil, you have kind of a unique way of holding a pencil. I said like to you – Like a deformed claw. Sort yeah, yeah, of. yeah, like a claw pencil. <laughs> It'll surely be giving me uh, – Arthritis. Yeah, yeah, you should uh, 40 years. just cut off your hand now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, is that really how you hold a pencil? It was just like a flare-up yeah. of junior high. I remember that, yeah. When we first met, I do remember that. So you're disproving the theory because no, 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 I no. still feel bad. I remember that because... I didn't say like, hey, claw hand! No, I remember that because no one had called me out on that since like my fifth grade teacher. It and, felt like, fifth grade She really tried to help me do it, and my, my hand goes where it wants, and I hold my hand... Hey, the hand wants what it wants. Like a crippled eagle talon. Yeah. And that's how I've always done it. Yeah, you it. look like an American Eagle signing the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, I mean, they can't see it. Oh, make it official! That's how I hold my pencil. And it's yeah. completely wrong, and yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. fucking up my hands. So when you called me out, it bothered me 0%. Oh. But I was like, oh, yeah, nobody's ever called me out on that, because who pays attention? Because who gives a shit? But, uh, yeah, cool, and you cool. thought maybe you, you pissed me off. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Still. But no, I still, when I, when my phone rings, mm-hmm. and it's a friend... My impulse is often, what did I do? I often think, like, like living, this is the chihuahua that lives inside a, a, a cage that only four loco can open. Sure. Uh, which is, like, I, I see if, and, like, I've ended friendships because uh, I, I get too much anxiety. Because God help us when it is a friend yeah. that is very sensitive. Yeah. And it's like, when you offered me a sandwich, I thought you were saying I was fat. Like yeah. the nightmare scenario where they do take everything personally. I get nervous and anxious when my phone rings as well. A, because in this day and age, the phone rarely rings, I guess. Yeah. But, and I'll, a lot of times, even, needs it? even if I love the person, not answer it and let it go to voicemail because I'm like, I'll, yeah. I'll know what they want. Yeah. And as long as it's a safe space, then I'll call them back. That's right. Uh, a little screening. And it's so stupid. Joe gives me so much, Joe Roses gives me so much shit about that. He's like, yeah. answer your phone, God me too. damn it. Me too. He does the same thing to me. But because I'll, he's trying to help us. Yeah. I got really Not overcharged. To fuck us up. Uh, somebody repaired my front gate and I got insanely overcharged for it. And I sent them this email that was very like nasty and How funny. do you know you got overcharged? Because it was insanely expensive and the guy was there for like 10 minutes. So oh. I was like, this is absurd and blah, blah. 
And I wrote this big kind of like nasty email where I was very confident about what I wanted to say. As soon as they called me back to make it right, I wouldn't answer the phone. I was like, oh, I don't want to have that confrontation. But hitting send on an email is fine. So ah, that's, and that's I use not that, healthy. There's an app called Sly Dial. Yeah. There was, oh, there's a, I used to do that. That's how I called my dad every time. Ooh, Sly Dial. Sly Dial It's free. Yeah. Uh, because it's just dialing some code that does it. Yeah. But anyway, there was an apartment, and I kind of said I wanted it, but then I found a better one. Yeah. And the guy kept calling me. Yeah. Use the old Sly Dial. Yeah. Goes straight, Sly Dial sends it straight to voicemail. Yeah, yeah. And then I even had the, the gall to say, sorry, I missed you. <laughs> sure, of course. Oh, sorry, I missed you. Uh, turns out I found another place. Yeah. But I that, wish we could be, I wish I could hear <laughs> your exasperation and yeah. sighing as I'm saying this. Then I get anxiety about, is this app so cheap that, like, it shows up like, you missed a slide dial from <laughs> Pat Walsh or whatever. Like, it, that starts to give me anxiety. <laughs> yeah. But... And my therapist, again, she'll point out, like, hey, uh, you realize the reason that you are you think everyone's mad at you and you're worried that people are mad at you is because I grew up with a father who would be really mad for no reason and yeah. then be very loving for Borderline, no we reason. call it. Yeah, and like, oh, so Friday night, me and my dad had a great time and watched movies. I had that a little bit, too. I just wanted yeah. to. We had a great time and watched movies. So Saturday morning, obviously, everything will be great. And then you wake up Saturday morning and he's really pissed. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but that's a betrayal of what I thought our relationship right, was. Right, right, And that happened again and again. So now, we like... just go to a children of alcoholics meeting. Sure. And my issue, like, with my, my girlfriend now is that, like, I... Having her move in was like, ugh, Like, it gave me a lot of anxiety because I had a bad experience living with somebody before. And the whole thing was just, like, you're treating your girlfriend as though... She's going to do that to you. You're going to have this big, loving, beautiful night. And then the next morning, she's going to snap at you and be real and really bad. Yep. But your girlfriend is delightful and loving and caring and, and not that person. Yeah. So, like, it's so cliche. But when she's like, you know, your girlfriend is not your father or whatever, it's embarrassing to me. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, shut up. Like, don't, I don't fuck need to with me, Sean. But not she's you. absolutely right. Yeah. My. My girlfriend is not going to do that. I need to stop treating her like she's going to turn on me one day. It's not your dad. Yeah. I know, Sean. It's not. Yeah. It's not your dad. Exactly. <laughs> and every time she's like, well, you know what? Uh, like, you know, it sounds like you're rec- with your boss. You're recreating your... Re-. And I'm like, yes, yeah, with my dad. I get it. Like, every time I cut her off, like, I know, I know. But yeah. I, it is helpful to, like, yeah. acknowledge these patterns and, like... Oh, God. My, my girlfriend is not out to hurt me. And she's also not bipolar or whatever issue my dad had when I was a kid. Yeah. Where some days he's furious with me, some days he's very loving. My girlfriend is always loving. I need to stop treating her like one day she's going to snap. And that's why I wasn't letting people in to myself. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess therapy did help now that I'm talking. but Yeah, of course it did. You're yeah. Tony Soprano going like, this therapy thing, the thing you say is what you don't <laughs> yeah. mean and what you mean is what you don't say. Sit at home with a plate of gabagoo. What am I going to go to therapy? But it is a little bit like Tony Soprano. Like he's he's looking at the gabagool and then he remembers his dad cut yeah, that yeah, guy's yeah. finger off. Sure. This is what happens with the unresolved issues. Like and you want to think you're smarter than that and you want to think you're yes, better than you're that not. self-affecting you, but you're not. One sip, one fourth of a can of Four loco reminds you that we are fragile. It doesn't matter. Right. Uh, Gary Cooper or whoever our example is. That's one why I, haunting high note by Enrique. 
Yeah. And there it all it all Or comes the, out. my story was an instrumental live guitar, dueling guitar version <laughs> of uh, Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm crying at dinner. <laughs> but to my credit, uh-huh. I'm going to pat myself on the back here. I didn't hide it. I did, and I and uh, she loves me so well. There was no like I wasn't. I'm just as a detail. I wasn't like sobbing, shoulders bobbing. I was yeah. just crying and right. smiling right. and laughing that I was crying. But it was so haunting and beautiful. Yeah. But I mean, like. That's why I like uh, Mad Men. Mad Men's one of my favorite shows. Everything happens sure. inside. Right. It's it's a very kind of boring Which is show. Why people think it's boring. And- it's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it is a boring show. Yeah. It's a great show to watch before bed. It doesn't it bore is, me it because people. It doesn't bore me. You can't watch it on clear. your phone. I want to be clear. Yeah. Not not boring to me, <laughs> baby. You can't watch it on your phone. And now now more than ever, when people are like, oh, I hate that movie, I hate that show, or whatever else. It's like, what were your circumstances while watching it? Yeah. Because I was landing these a people who I've watched movies with people and and I'll think to myself I can never watch a movie with that person again because yeah. I can't enjoy it where they're not looking at the screen they're yeah. just completely on their phone yeah 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 and then you're gonna finish the movie and be like that eh, sucked yeah well fuck you like, <laughs> you did what, your drag like you're, voice. why are you watching the movie why are you doing it yeah there are some people who will like they're only really existing when they're looking down at their phone and it's so disgusting to me and it's disgusting to me because I know I have that in me too of and I can be obsessed with my phone or whatever else but you're teasing the baller right now yeah it's just so <laughs> gross to me like and and people who eh, I didn't like that I didn't like this I didn't like that whatever like you're not paying any attention to it at all that's why the cathedral of the movie theater is an underappreciated oh space. of course and then the people who are on their fucking phones in the movie theater yeah I know like to me I go to the movie theater phone off Let's really get into oh, this. Yeah. And then when I wore a watch, I used to take my watch off in the movies. Yeah. And I love the – I love almost every time I go to the movies, it's very rare for me to be like, ah, that fucking sucked because I'm giving it my 100% attention and I'm just happy to be yeah. doing that yeah. and engaged in something. Yeah. Um, but like I'm, I'm not breaking any new ground, but I would say we're talking 75% of people – are almost impossible to be around with the phones, especially yeah. in L.A. Agreed. And especially in the entertainment business, which are a lot of our friends. It's, it's, dis- it's disgraceful. Like yeah. you're not – you know, you and I'll – as soon as I start talking to somebody and they even just a glance at their phone, I'll very quickly leave the conversation. Yeah. I'm like, no. Nope. When I smoke the Kron, I want phones away from me. Yeah. Like, even if you place because your you phone – Because you get completely obsessed with your phone. Not even my phone. Yeah. Someone else's phone near me. And I'm like, get that box – Get, it's like the entire world yeah. is, is right there in that little box. My coworker Donate it. My coworker Liz. Dare I say not feeling it. You may, yes. Mm. Not feeling it. My coworker Liz uh, is the best. And she went to Liz a very sad situation. Her high school friend who had chil- young children died. Mm. And she had to go to her funeral. Uh, and she said she shows up and there's all these people she hasn't seen since high school. And everyone was like, oh, hey, so you're working on this show. And I know you're doing this. And I've, your kids are so cute. And your husband this and everything else. And everyone knew everything about each other because of Facebook. And these women she hasn't seen in 20 years, they're sitting there with absolutely nothing to talk about. Mm. And like, it wasn't like, hey, check out this picture of my son. Isn't he so cute? They're like, yeah, we saw that picture on Facebook. Right. Yeah, we liked that on Instagram. And – I called my friend That's yesterday and said, shit, man. I, I said, I got a dog, which was so funny because yeah. he had dogs. And all I used to say to him was like, if there was a switch that you could flip and they just disappear, would you flip it? Just bink. Your dog? Yeah. 
because they were like really annoying dogs. Yeah, yeah. And I, I could tell. I mean, I, I'm talking a little bit out of school, but who cares? That like it wasn't his idea. Yeah, you know what I mean. His wife just like got these right, dogs right, without right. asking him. Literally, yeah. Just like, hey, we have dogs now. Yeah. And and like he'd be walking them, and one of them was one of those big fuck off horse dogs <laughs> would like come up and press his wet nose into your stomach, and uh-huh. I just I just didn't know how to love a dog yet. Now I love my dog. But then I got a dog. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to call. This is an old, old friend of mine, my oldest friend. Yeah. And I call him and I'm like, you're not going to believe it. I got a dog. Can you believe it? Me, old Bink guy. The guy that was like, Bink, no more yeah. dogs. I got a dog. Right. And I'm like, now you can tease me. You can like call me a hypocrite. You can yeah. uh, ask me if I pick up a shit and isn't it fun and like give me shit like that. But he had already seen the vines of Brody. Ugh. He had already seen the Instagrams. And yeah. it was just like, yeah, I saw. I was, uh, that's weird, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Ah! I just broke my phone at the gym, and I'm about two months away from my upgrade. Ooh. So, like, you can pay the $300, or you can just wait the two months. So, I got on an old iPhone 4, mm-hmm. which I'm going to use until I then. have an old iPhone, too. So, I was like, do I pay the 250 or 300 to get the newest model so I can have it? And I thought, no, I won't do that. So, now I have a phone that's just strictly a phone, basically. It's too slow to even do anything else. Yeah. And... It's so frustrating, but I love that frustration. Yeah. Where, like, I'm not on all this shit, and yeah. when you see somebody, you can catch up. The problem is, everybody else is on it. Everybody else is in that right. mode. So you go, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to go and ask questions. And you go, and everybody's looking at their phone. And then before you know it, you're like, well, I'm the odd man out. I guess I'll look at my phone, too. And I think... <laughs> you're just playing snake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's... It's the end of society. I really do. It's like oh, for sure. There's no overstating it. No, you know what's going to happen? The kids that are kids now, they're yeah. gonna, they're going to go the other way. Some of them are going to go nuts, and they're going to get the contact lenses and the Oculus Rift. Yeah, and they're all going to be like watching porn in full 3D, where yeah. your brain is like, no, I am having sex with Anna Kornikova. Right. Some of them are going to go that way. A lot of them are, I think, and we're starting to see this already. The people that like go weekends without their phones, go sundown, like the Jewish idea of Shabbat. Yeah. Makes more sense now than ever. You're so much happier. 5,000 Orthodox Jews come in and just lift up my chair. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying, but it makes sense. Now, it did make sense in like AD, <laughs> AD 300, you know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like, put away the scroll. <laughs> We're trying to have some latkes. Right, right, right. But now, put away, the. if you got the iPhone 6, B or yeah. whatever the big one is. You don't need human interaction. It, I know you. First of all, you don't need it, and secondly, yeah. that's bigger than like the first draft of the iPad. Like Absolutely. just the drawing of it. It's huge. What if it was this huge? Yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh, I got the big one. I got the, 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 the. yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. Why? Why don't you want to get the big talk one to me in case you, know? you ever have to deflect a death beam shot yeah. at the earth? <laughs> and people do. You ever get? Uh, I'm going to set my phone between yeah. us here at the dinner table in case. Just so you know. Anything else? comes up that's the priority dare and i say hang on i gotta take this you don't not feeling it i'm not feeling it at all peep for those of you that didn't listen to the first podcast i've never gotten better feedback about anything in my life i love it i get i already every... have a very good feeling about this one patty i gotta say <laughs> well we're not being as funny but i think that's fun who cares every you gotta day... be how you are some days yeah. you wake up and you're doing bits and other days you get up and you're like why can't i cry yeah. That's the show, baby! <laughs> Every day I get such a, like a sweet thing on Twitter and people who are like, that meant a lot to me that, that, and that helped me through this or whatever. You get them too. They yeah, usually sure, 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 sure. It kind of means a lot. Yeah. 
It's well, very nice. It's kick ass too. Take pain, make something good. Take yeah. eating earthworms and turning into not feeling a chicken. Yeah, for sure. That well, it's just to bring people up. First of all, you should just listen to it because it was back in the day when the episodes were only like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, I think you know so. I mean, and uh, but we had this character that we <laughs> that we made on the show outsourced. Uh huh. That we then this is an update on the talk show. Tried to do a sketch with the chicken. Yeah. It's uh his name is Chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and was, he's in a band. Yeah, the the issue was that I had to you were like, "Hey, come on over." And then I had to do full puppeteering. Yeah. Uh and also do the voice and also like read the script. Yeah. And I only have two hands. It was a three-hand job. I know. We could have had someone else funny. be the chicken. Yeah. Well, actually that was an interesting experiment because we shot it for the pilot and then we never did anything with it because right. I was like, "Oh, we can't just show a video from a thing from the podcast. If people don't know it. People yeah. won't know it. But people on the podcast know it. People say feeling it. It's the it's the most popular t-shirt by far. Yeah, yeah. Uh is the not feeling it chicken. Just It's just a guy, he has two hits, not feeling it, and <laughs> nice, nice little, little chunk, chunk of change. change. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. That kind of covers most of life. That's all. all you're either feeling it or not feeling it. it. Yeah. And sometimes you're making a nice little chunk of change. Yeah. Or something costs a nice little chunk of change. Yeah. And if I'm like, hey, uh, hey Pete, I just uh, sold a show. Yeah. Nice little chunk of change. Right? And then if it's like, hey, Pete... Uh, a monster truck just ran over my foot. Not, not feeling that. It's really everything you need. Not feeling it. Not feeling that. Not feeling that. <laughs> what was the one where? <laughs> I can't even remember it, but I remember how you did it. It'd go like uh, STDs. Not feeling it. Oh, it was AIDS. Not feeling it. And then it was diseases from around the world. And then you went, a BP. BP. Because the BP oil spill had happened. But you do it kind of But it was the chicken holding his wing up to the ear like, (laughs) BP. And they were like the chorus of fat gospel singers would be like, not feeling it. When he was doing like his reunion show. Like you, you thought he was gone. Yeah, yeah. And it was a hit 10 years ago. A BP. Yeah, like, and he's got kind of a a bad set behind him. (laughs) Like that Simpsons smile time hour. Yeah. yeah. I am not feeling <laughs> Guns, it. Not feeling it. <laughs> Coney, not feeling it. Like just the, the issues of the day. Coney, what's going on with Coney? They not find feeling it. it. They find Coney? I don't think so. He's just at large? <laughs> <laughs> that not was a very it. serious ordeal for a while. Yeah, it was a big deal. People, right. people were into it. And nice little chunk of Larry and the bass player Larry is never playing or ready. Right, right. Really, really, Larry. That's all. Just wanted to read. I love that people like it. Uh, Also, when are we going to do our Lilyhammer podcast that we discussed? (laughs) Where we go through episodes of Lilyhammer. Lilyhammer time. Was the name it's called of the Lily Hammer Time. And you and I discuss the show Lily Hammer, <laughs> which no one in the world has seen. And then the... it's That show is in the Witness Protection Program. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, you know, our first guest is Stephen Van Zandt, because he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, what do, you, what do you need? Like, if somebody wants to do press about Lily Hammer, I'll be right there. Like, before you hang up, he's, he's coming into the booth. <laughs> There's there's podcasts about everything. I know. And I, I come know. A lot of them are really funny. You know, 
I, I, I don't, you know, it is hard to do a, a great podcast, uh, but it's not that hard to do a very good podcast, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, when you're like, oh, some fucking knucklehead put out a podcast, and then you listen to it, you're like, that's pretty good. Yeah, sure. So you just kind of, like, pick your ones, and you're into them. Right. I did a, having never seen Gilmore Girls, I did the Gilmore Guys Yeah, podcast. they just asked me to do that. I was I was interested. You should watch one. It's fun, you know? Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to, it's not, like, you and I just had a, uh, we're having a great conversation, but it's like. There's something about, hey, we're all going to watch the same thing and discuss it. Like, there's a lot of fun to be. Oh, having. yeah. Uh, and I'm sure if we did the Lily this... Hammer Time podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be pretty funny. How did this get made? That's a fun one. I haven't heard how did this get made. How did this get made is you all watch a bad movie and then you talk Oh, I have heard it. how did you get made. That's okay, a yeah, lot yeah. of fun. I yeah, did yeah. Uh, 88 Minutes. Yeah. It was great. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. We just you wept with Pacino I did a lot of Pacino impressions. Yeah, yeah. And had a really, really fun time. I thought, yeah. it, what, like, if you're not watching the movie, what is the point? But you just talk about it. Right. And the it's like a book club, but a yeah. shitty movie club. And you always think, well, nobody's going to listen to this. People listen to this shit. Yeah, I know. Like, it's you get drives to work and shit. People listen. My voice is feeling good. That's, like, why sound I want to sing it. You sound great. I feel totally on point. You know what I was going to tell you? I'm currently, in fact... An elliptical is being delivered to my uh, house right now. Okay. And I think I, I told you that because, I, like, a lot of things, like a purchase, you run it by your friends, and you're like, I like going to the gymnasium. What, do you, like, what do you pay? What's it cost? 800 Okay. Up the resistance. 1200 1500 1500 because I got, I got kind of, like, a nice one. Okay. You can get one for less. Yeah. You can get, the, like, the gazelle. You know oh, that sure. guy that's like, <laughs> yeah. With the that's what I do at the gym. You can get that. I'm so close to my gym; it, it doesn't make sense. But I would love something. I understand. House. But I, you know, I have a separate house. Like yeah. a, it's a garage that's been converted. Just put right, it in right. there. Yeah, you probably do it every day. I understand. Uh, that's what I'm. If thinking. you have a TV in there, you'll do it every day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's alone time. I don't want to be out power walking and sweating in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. let's do the shameful thing. And I'm like, you could do it naked. I'm just kidding. Right. Uh, but I'll give it a try. But I think I'm going to want a little support for the team. <laughs> support the troops is what I say. I, I always work out with no underwear. Really? Because Let I, it slosh, well, baby. Sounds I like someone's pouring a beer down there. If you got like a boxer brief or something, it's fine. Bo- boxers? Yeah. Fuck boxers. There's so much just like all, all dick time. scrape on the whole yeah. Of the boxers? Boxers need work. The yeah. flap is too big. The flap. Who, yeah. who made these? King Kong? Yeah. You're, there's a chain. Just make them like for me, but small. Yeah. You're tangled up. Nobody needs to get the whole hand in, like reverse anal fisting to no. bring your entire dick <laughs> and balls out yeah. in one qu- clean swipe. Exactly. And sometimes that button, I can still get them out the top or the but- bottom. Right, right, right. Uh, that button is just separating the, <laughs> the beans from the mash. Yeah. <laughs> Boxer briefs. It's like a bra for your balls. That'll, that I can do at the gym, but I prefer, then, a no, I prefer a nothing, I especially like, for a hike. Ooh, natural. I let it bobble. Let it bobble, baby. Yeah. Bobblehead boys. Yeah. The bobblehead boys on a hike. <laughs> Is that something? So <laughs> I realized, so I was, I was uh, like 275, almost like 280. Okay. And then uh, that was the end of that colorful relationship. I was drinking a lot. Yeah. And that was. And then when you drink a lot, you're like, you know what goes great with whiskey? <laughs> Low main. You would order a lot of Thai food every time I went to your house. Oh, yeah. Big. Uh, an alarming amount. Yeah. It's a habit. It's yeah. a drug habit, basically. It, yeah. All that, all that food turns. I don't mean to preach, but it all turns into sugar. Sure. And it gets you high. That's why it's a comfort food. Yeah, it really yeah. makes you feel 
a, a content high. Right. Uh, I love that tweet that you said last time Pete Holmes came to my house, peeled off his sho- took off his shoes, peeled off his socks, <laughs> drank three quarters of a bottle of yeah. Glenlivet. That was purchased proceeded. as a gift yeah. for me. <laughs> gift Livet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, I've just been noticing then. So I was 275-ish, got down to 225. Yeah. Sure. Stayed there for quite a while. Yeah. Went to the doctor recently. I'm uh, at 250. Okay. 255. It happens even. fast. Happens fast. And the fast. older you get, it happens fast. And especially when you get in a relationship, if yeah. you're anything like me, you're like, Hey, it's not that it's not giving up on trying to look attractive. It's just kind of like, oh, here's someone. You love snuggling? Hell yeah! <laughs> you love... She's not even a big drinker, but like she, in fact, enjoys the weed smoke more. Sure. So she'll imbibe in that. Yeah. Old Petey's over here in a judgment-free zone, right. sloshing down the brown. Well, it's and also then, when, when uh, I'm you're single... eating fucking Thai food because it's so fun to cozy up. Yeah. And when I was single and living in an apartment by myself, I didn't have any food in the house, especially when I got into pot. Which I am less into now, but still love. Uh, you, I couldn't have food in the house, and I wouldn't have food in the house. And yeah. I would just every when I got out of work, I wouldn't eat till I went to bed, and I'd go to bed hungry and wake up hungry. And that worked for me. I was down a lot myself. Hmm. But then you get in a relationship, and she's like, you know, I have to have food in the house. You know, we have to go to dinner. Like we yeah. have to like you just do these couple things. What are you, the Unabomber? So it requires kind of, you know, like those habits. They work perfectly for me, but like in a relationship. Everything kind of goes out the window. You have to sort of... Pizza is the original engagement ring. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like yeah. that, that crust ring is, is the first ring that you wear. So I've become much more comfortable with just letting her down, like being like, no, I can't order pizza. So right. It's not... That doesn't work so for me. So you can. You can. Uh, that's fine. And then she's like, I don't want to order pizza. Fat if you order pizza. Yeah, but she can, she can also eat whatever she wants. And, and then she's... Great. Yeah. Well, here's the, what I was going to put to you. I can't. What? Oh, eat whatever you want. No. Yeah, yeah no, I've Anything noticed. I want to be I, Well, for me, you know, liquor before bed or, or wine, yeah. you know, I haven't been drinking lately uh, for the past couple of weeks, and then I had some wine last night. I really enjoyed it. But you are basically drinking, like, soda before bed. You're just yeah. like, here's some empty calories, and then I'm going to, like, hibernate with it. Right. Here's what I want to put to you, though. Speaking of – because, like, I actually think it might be helpful. We're we're, we're dudes. Yeah. You know, we're, we're dudes. And sure. – uh, when I look at photos of myself, uh-huh. and Val was saying, like, yeah, that's, that's everybody, especially women, uh, have a thing. You'll have a thing. Yeah. For guys, it might be hairline or something. But for me, I go, like, do I look fat? And, like, so when I'm thinner, I actually get to, like, free up that concern. You know what I mean? But I don't hear yeah. too many fellas being, like, when I look, go through Facebook or someone tags a photo of me, like an old, you know, throwback Thursday to when I met Pete, I, I'm looking at it going, oh, I'm thin there. Or, oh, that's a fat one. That's all I do. And if yeah. it was a picture with tw- – like we were at your house and there was all those people there. Everyone was having a great time. There's a picture of 20 people and my eyes are just on myself. Yep. Do I look overweight? Do I, You know, because I'm going to the gym every day now. I'm doing paleo. Yeah. I hate talking about Why can you drink tequila on paleo? I was, I was curious. Cavemen, uh, uh, cavemen knew where the Chevys was. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't drink a margarita, but tequila, I guess, is from agave and because – Tequila and organic red wine are the two alcohols you can apparently have on a paleo. I don't know why that is either, Mm. but it's allowed. And I hate talking about it. I hate anything. But, like, I I have hit a point, genetic or whatever it is, where if I'm not constantly being mindful of it, I gain weight. And I gain it pretty quickly. So I can't do that. And every picture becomes 
how am I looking? How's that going? Yeah, I remember at the uh, party taking a picture of you and you liked it. And I was thinking, oh, he looks he looks thin in it. Oh, thank you. Not that you're not thin, but yeah. in the photo, it was a good capturing of that thin essence. Yeah. Uh, Evanescence. Evanescence. <laughs> well, yeah. Evan was there. He looked great. <laughs> but, uh, and I, I just hate that it takes up that much time in my brain. You know, and like if I'm out with Heather, my girlfriend, she's like, you know, we were in Vegas. She's like, hey, let's get a picture and holds it up like... I'm the guy now who's like, oh, let me make sure it looks okay. And, yep. and I hate that. Photo approval. But uh, Get that angle higher. The, the only way to not do that is to drop, you know, 20 pounds to where you don't I even know. think about it. I and know. that requires a lot of work That's at our age. That's why I am dropping 15 undo on an elliptical. Smash cut to <laughs> me figuring out how to make pizza dough out of the, <laughs> out of the foot pedals. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is working pretty good. Yeah. Well, Cinnabons. Giant ham on the elliptical. <laughs> sitting on the elliptical. Not even working out. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you I also have food issues, which I just think uh, it's interesting. Ladies uh, have them. Yeah. And I get it. And I do catch myself t- sometimes thinking like, oh, well, they're a woman, uh, so it doesn't affect them as much. But of course it does. In fact, does. I think women lose – it's harder for women to lose weight, I- I've, yeah. I've heard. Well, you know, my girlfriend's thing is uh, she is all, she's in med school and she works these 30-hour shifts and whatever. And she's always trying to eat to keep weight on and put weight on, which mm. is like, what a fucking dream that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're never thinking about it. And with her – if she like, she's like, I got to get a milkshake or something. I'm down five pounds or whatever. It all goes directly to her butt and her boobs, which is exactly where you want it to be. Can and I speak for the ladies and say, <laughs> "Fuck that bitch." Yeah, she's just like FDB, and she, you know, she's I guess she's younger or whatever else. But like, that's her constant goal is like, oh, I got to drink a milkshake because I lost a little bit of my butt. Is my butt looking big enough? Whatever else. There's ne- <laughs> you just buy her thirty milkshakes. Can you imagine yeah. like that dream life? Yeah, where you're like, oh, I got to remember to eat more. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. Like everything about everything I eat is like, uh, yeah, it gives me anxiety. Me got, too, and I hate it. I, uh, you know, look at my closet. and I'm like, can't wear that. Can't wear that. Can't wear that. It's lady time. Yeah, exactly. It's Lily Hammer time. Sure. Yes. Did you tell? Do you remember on the first podcast? Did you tell the story of when you went to New York and you were looking for an apartment? Do you, did you tell that one? I did with a couple, yeah. Shit. I'm sorry, I did. It's okay. It was a lot of greatest hits, really. Penal? I wrote down penal. <laughs> P-E-N-A-L. You want to talk about my penis? Question mark. I also wrote down fat, sick. <laughs> you want to talk about my fat penis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that says pencil. And I wrote regret. Like, I regretted saying that to you. Oh, please. Uh, well, Patty, do you have anything? Like, what are you feeling? What are you not feeling? Do you want to? Do you, you're such a good story guy. I have to think. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I am also like thinking we could wrap up with some final questions here. Unless you're the kind of guy who was like, "Oh, I I know I didn't tell this one last time. Let's tell it this time because you uh, tell some great stories." I told a lot of stories this time. I wasn't thinking about that, but that's I, fine. I, I did. I I told you about my whole how I got my house, correct? Oh, I, that's why I wrote down house. Yeah, I yeah tell that that's story. That's a pretty good one. But uh, so yeah, this this girl I worked with, uh, it was her birthday, and I texted her. I was off on hiatus, and she was like, "I'm I'm having breakfast alone on my birthday," and I was like, "Hold on, I'll be right there." Up at Little Dom's, OLD. So I go up, and I was at like peak happiness. Money was good and everything else, but I had just signed a three year contract of the show. Uh, I'm like everything's good. 
And I go up and she's like, hey, just so you know, my good friend and manager, who I'm not going to mention her name because I think she's got some privacy issues now, of course, because of this. She was like, she's selling her house. She's got the best house in L.A. It's the greatest house. You'd, you'd love it. You should go over there and talk to her. And I'm like, I won't be ready to buy a house for like two, three years. I'm not yes. there. Yes. She goes, go have a glass of wine at her house on a Friday night. I go. I was like, I must own this house. It's amazing. And my dream's always been to get a house. So I go, what's the catch? What's the deal? Why am I just hearing about this like exclusive deal? Because every house in L.A. now goes on the market. Sold. Sold, but also people swoop in with cash. Yep. And the price goes up half a million dollars immediately yep. with people bidding. I still don't understand. With my house, no bidding. It was me and a cash buyer, and somehow I got it. Maybe it's a money pit. Money pit. Tom Hanks, Shelley Longstock. Oh, no. <laughs> I left Val at home. It's sinking. <laughs> it's Hopefully on you're side. fine. I mean, my, but my house, and also I'm in like one of the only 10 out of 10 school districts in LA. Also, the house has to get appraised. Like the bank has to yeah. come by and say, if you say, I'll give you $800,000 more than right. you're asking, you can't do that. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to do that. You can do it on the sly, winky wink. Right. <laughs> this house, and everything I had seen in LA, like they'd be like, hey, this house is a million dollars. And it would be. A house I I wouldn't want to live in, like a, a yeah. like a not a good house. Yeah, and I'm not going to say specifics of the house, but it was you know certainly a, a tremendous amount of money. But I was like, this is a amazing house that I would think would be more. And she was like, and that never happens. It's always never like happens. you see bedrooms that if you put the bed in there, it really is just a bedroom. Yeah, like it's the room for the bed. And I, believe me, that's how it was in New York. That's yeah. how it was in my apartment. Right, but when right. you're buying a house. You want to, it, like, and it would be like a queen bed. And you're like, my bed wouldn't even fit in here. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. this is 1.6. Exactly. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? So this house was an, an insane amount. Of, it was a lot of money. But it was a perfect house. And I was just like, that. this house should be more, I think. But what do I know? So I'm talking to her. And the situation was, she's a manager. She's a little bit older than me. Uh, she was like, I have a stalker who lives in the neighborhood. And I won't say his name, but I looked. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So she goes, if you want the house, it's yours and I won't list it, which will, would – basically, this house, the amount of money, the second it went on the market, I would be outbid. I couldn't afford it. Yep. I was right at a level I could possibly do. So she goes, he's a stalker. And I go, "What to what degree? And she goes, well, here's the situation. One day I came home, there was a brick through my front window. Of the house you're thinking of buying? Of the house. And I said, Okay. She goes, and after that, there were a dozen roses on my doorstep like every morning with a card. Me personally, I would go roses, roses, brick. <laughs> if I'm stalking a lady, if she's not responding to the roses, you go to the brick. All the chocolates can't be caramel. Right. Every but third chocolate, brick. You start with brick, you got nowhere to go but down. Yeah. She, she's not going to with brick. Right. So she said, yeah, that's what it is, and it's unsettling, and he lives behind me, and that's what it is. He's a, he's a crazy guy. He's 40. He's a big, tall, fat, scary guy who lives with his parents. Yep. And he's 40 years old. And he's mentally kind of unstable. If you want this house, you're taking that on. It's like a haunted house. Yeah. So I was like, so that is a catch. That's a big catch. She goes, now when I list this property, I have to include the police report where this brick came through the front window. Now that's immediately going to rule out any single women who want to live there. I'm singing this. And also, if because it, it's a great school district, that's going to rule out a young family, probably, if they're scared of it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. So that's a little – giving me a little anxiety. I started asking the neighbors. I have a neighbor across the street who's like a Ving Rhames type guy. He's awesome. And he's <laughs> like, 
Well, just so you know, he's like, I have a shotgun. Here's my cell number. You have any problems, you give me a call. I'll come over and I'll shoot the bastard. <laughs> I was like, I'm very glad I met you. That's great. Uh, and then the other neighbors. I have a shotgun? Yeah. The other neighbors were like, yeah, he's a weird guy. But every neighborhood has a weird guy. And I think he became fixated on her. She admitted to kind of walking around the house naked, thinking nobody could see her, and then realizing that he probably could. He became very sexually fixated on her. And he's a creepy fucking dude. My thinking is, he's not going to be sexually fixated on me. I was concerned about my girlfriend. But I was just like, yeah, I'm a guy. It's not going to be a problem. Eventually, I rolled the dice on it. So I was like, yeah, let's just do it. It's too good to pass up. And she's like, if you take it, I won't listen. And her realtor was like, this is a fucking huge mistake. You could get so much more money out of this house. Why won't you list it? And she's like, no, I don't want people walking. She was on edge now. This guy had had stalked her. She didn't want people walking through her house and looking at it. She wanted to sell it to a friend or a friend of a friend. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll take the house. So I buy it. I'm doing my final walkthrough, which is where you walk through and make sure you still want it. And on the porch is a dozen roses with a card. And the card says, I am at number and then his house number. Stand on your deck. Look down. See me. Wave hello. Perhaps we can be friends. And then like, it was very vague and creepy. And it was for her, obviously. So the guy turns around. He's like, hey, you want to give this to your girlfriend? The realtor. And I go, yeah, I'm not really ready to laugh about that. I'm about to put all of my money into this house. So I don't think it's funny. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So you, we go through. And Plus, you know he rubbed that dick on those flowers. Sure. <laughs> exactly. These smell like workout. <laughs> we move in. <laughs> I move into the house. And I'm like uneasy I, she made all the windows unbreakable she put in a full security system bruce willis you got bruce, bruce willis, willis sam jackson <laughs> m night Shyamalan, last great movie he made unbreakable and i am scared i'm going to bed and i'm scared every night which is just what i was hoping would not happen and sure enough, i remember because i knew i was scared for you yeah and he would come outside he sits in his car he'll listen to eminem blaring in his car new or old mixture and he'll go like, ah! like noises like that. Like, ah! <laughs> Weird. And you just hear them and you hear him. So one morning, like 6 a.m., he's out there blaring the M&M and I walk out on my deck and he goes, oh, I woke him up. I woke him up. This big, creepy, swarthy dude is like, cha- like challenging me and like loves that he's waking me up. And I'm like, this is going to be a problem. I had the detectives that were working on the case prior. Wait, what? What? That's the end of the story. You went, yeah, you got me. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't want to antagonize him and start yelling at him and get him fixated. He on did me. wake you up. Oh yeah, and he was very happy that he had woken me up. So I had the detectives go over and say, just so you know, this guy wasn't dating the woman you're obsessed with that lived here before. He doesn't know her. She just moved away, and now he lives there, and he has no relation to her. So don't bother him. And he's like, okay, okay. So as soon as the police went over there, then I was like, well, I hope he doesn't think I called the police to go investigate. There was all this shit going on. The guy that's worried about the Spotify glitches has to be worried (laughs) about this. It caused me a lot of trouble. So I would walk down to the gym and I have to walk past his house and he'd be out there and usually shirtless, giant gut and a pair of gym shorts. And uh, he'd be smoking a cigarette and he'd be like, hey, boss. How's it going, boss? How you doing, boss? And it was horrifying every time. And I go, hey, good to see you. Then he started, when I walked past his house, he'd go like, hey, don't fucking walk past my house anymore, you motherfucker. I'll fuck your face. I'll fuck your mother's ass. I'll fuck your, like, weird shit. Why do you have to walk by his house? It's just where the gym is. I have to walk past his house. Then I thought maybe he sees me, and and every time I'd be like, hey, like maybe we'll become friends, whatever else. 
One night, I'm not friends. I don't want to go golfing with him, but just to where he thinks we're, we like each other. So I'm sitting on my deck one night, and he screams up, Hey, Glenn Shellhammer! Glenn Shellhammer! And he's looking right up at me on the deck, and I'm out there with a buddy of mine. And I was like, oh, shit. I don't respond. And he goes, if you come near my house again, motherfucker, I will rape your mother and her fucking asshole. You hear me, Glenn Shellhammer, you son of a bitch? I'm like, okay. He goes inside, and me and my buddy are like, does he think I'm Glenn Shellhammer? Is he yelling up to the skies like, I'll kill you, Glenn Shellhammer, wherever you are? The gray style. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I was terrified. Yeah. Really genuinely terrible. He comes out and starts yelling the exact same things. Glenn Shellhammer, I'll fuck Other your mother in the ass. No, the same, same night. I'm like, let's go inside. We go inside. That'll ruin the view. Yeah. He, the next day I go, I get my mail, and there's a real estate flyer from Glenn Shellhammer Realty. And I realized that Glenn Shellhammer just put a flyer in his mailbox, and I think he was just yelling up to the skies, if you come near my house again, I'll rape your mother or whatever. Oh. But he was yelling up at the deck where I'm sitting with a light on. So I'm like, does he think I'm Glenn Shellhammer? Uh, does it matter? You look <laughs> like, at the photo, you're like, I do look quite looked, a bit like He Glenn. looked like me with no beard. And it, was, it was horrifying. So I'm like, okay, now this is a, a scarier issue now. What's going on? Uh, two nights later, when I'm on like high alert, I'm in my garage and I'm putting mattress. I had an old mattress that I'm putting up on a shelf on a ladder. And I see my garage door is open. It's midnight. We just finished a tape night at work. And I look out, and he's standing in the street under the street lamp, shirtless, staring at me with, like, dead eyes. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I grabbed a hammer, and I thought 60% sure that I was going to die, honestly. And he walks straight up the driveway quickly and into my garage. And I jumped off the ladder with the hammer, and I was like, here we go. This is it. And he goes, hey, boss. Hey, boss. With dead eyes staring me in the eyes. We're, like, a foot apart. And I go, what do you want? And he goes, I just wanted to give you something, boss. I'm like, all right, well, he's going to shoot me in the stomach now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, get off my property now. He goes, I wanted to give you something, boss. Reaches into his pocket. And I'm like, this is it. I really honestly thought I was going to die. And he goes, pulls out an unlit cigarette. And he goes, I wanted to give you this, boss. So I go, I don't smoke. Please get off my property. Thank you, but I don't want it. And he goes, take it, boss. I want to give this to you, boss. Go, please get out of my garage. Please get out of my garage. And I hold up the hammer. You did? Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to set it here on your car. You can use it later, okay? He puts it on my car. And I'm like, please get off my property. He goes, okay. Just wanted to give that to you, boss. And then he walks off and goes home. So then... How did you sleep that night? I did not sleep. No sleep. And my thinking is now, like, now I'm under real high alert. And I called the police... And I, they, they're like, we have no record of anything he's ever done. So that's really weird. What about the brick? Yeah. They, they couldn't tie that to him at the time, even though all the neighbors were like, we saw him. He did it. They couldn't tie it to him. They didn't have proof. So still now, by the way, when I'm out in my garden, I'll cut my hand on a piece of glass. And it's a reminder that like this happened very recently. My garden is full of glass, like from the window. Like not full, but there's pieces of glass in there hiding in the mulch. So that night I was like, what is okay, this? Now act, I'm going to this die. This is act one of your horror movie. I'm writing it. You are? Yeah. Like a Cape Fear style deal. But is I, it called Glenn because, Shellhammer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because me and Heather would do these 
worst case scenario, like to try to make ourselves feel better, we'd go, what's the worst, like what's the most horrifying thing that could happen with this guy? Yeah. And th- out of those things started becoming like, this would be a really suspenseful movie. Like, you, you let, cause honestly that scene alone, that garage scene alone is tense enough to be in a movie. Yeah. I thought I was dead and he left and I'm all the, all the while emailing with the woman that lived there. And she's like, Whoa, I never had anything like that. Like, that's really weird. That's uncomfortable. So I was scared to death, and I was like, do I keep this cigarette for evidence or what's going on, whatever else? And sure enough, then I started walking past him, and he'd be like, hey, boss, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. How you doing, boss? And I think he felt bad about scaring me in my house, maybe, although I think he's not all there at all. And he was just like, hey, boss. He's like, oh, do you go to the gym up here? And I'm like, yeah. Then one night he's like, hey, you live in this house up here? I go, yeah. The next day I see him, he goes, hey, boss, you live in this house up here? I go, yeah. The third day I see him, he goes, hey, boss, how you doing? Do you live in this house right up here? I realize he's completely insane. Right. Which is both good and Or bad. now he's ha- they might have upped the medication yeah. or whatever. Well, then we saw him, his parents bringing him up to the house catatonic, like end of cuckoo's nest. Like they zapped him or something. Chief couldn't save him? Yeah. And now I hadn't seen him in six months. That's sad. And then the other I know, day, I know this man is It's not sad. Idea. It's not sad. Because then that's the only way I can live in the house. So I saw him the other day, and he was like, hey, buddy. How are you, buddy? And I'm like, good. And he's like, it's been so long. It's good to see you. I hadn't seen him in six months. And I'm like, okay, whatever they did, they zapped him. They changed his meds. Now it's all good. But for a while, especially with the amount, the anxiety you already have buying a house, like what if I can't afford it, this and that. I moved in, and then you have this. And I was like, well, I'm ready to die, I guess, Biggie style. But... uh <laughs> That was it. Like, now we're kind of buddies. Like, if I'm going to the gym and I see him, I'm like, hey, man. And I think we're fine. But it was terrifying. Where was he getting the flowers? He has money? He, well, I know from his Facebook that, well, I don't want to say where he worked, but he had a job that he got fired from, probably for trying to murder and eat somebody. <laughs> but then his Facebook page, by the way, let me, let me walk you through it. It would say uh, <laughs> there, was a, there was an Iraq beheading video. <coughs> Excuse me? A real Iraq beheading video. And it said, Wow was the caption posted that's not what you want to say then it said hey i'll just name names hey hey pete holmes you're gonna make up names he tagged people hey pete holmes how is the ecstasy selling going then it would be hey rich johnson how is the murder then it would say hey dick papanopoulos how is the rape of women going and he'd tag these people in it, like calling them out for crimes, apparently. And nobody would respond. He had like a hundred friends. And I'm like, then it would say, uh, hey, you motherfuckers at the Los Angeles Police Department, if you come near me again, I'll murder every fucking one of you. As a Facebook post. So when I moved, the first few Just months of moving in, I was like, says. this is it. This is it for me. Like, I've, I've made a huge mistake. Is there a scene in the movie where you look at the Facebook page? Because, I mean, that's... Oh, of course. When that's... I was scrolling down this, I was like, well... And then, by the way, in the midst of all this shit, yeah. hey, I'm going to murder everyone in the police department, then it would say, Ming Dynasty, delicious Chinese food at a reasonable price. <laughs> then the next one would be, hey, Cindy, why don't you come sit on my fat Armenian cock or whatever else. Like, he'd mix in, like, D- I love Chinese food. And then it would be like, hey, bitch... I'll, you know, I'll fuck your ear hole or whatever. Like, he's he's disturbed, and that is still scary to me, but I think it's done, and I, I don't think about it at all anymore, whereas I used to think about it nonstop. So it was a risk, but every neighborhood has a crazy person. That's what everybody at work was like, oh, yeah, I got some maniac in my neighborhood. I got some guy who blah, blah, blah. 
You look on Megan's Law, every neighborhood has 20 people who have molested kids. I've never looked at the old Megan's Law. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. They have pictures of people, too. If you really look, they have pictures of the people, and you're like, oh, I've seen that guy on my street, and he did something. But I guess it could just be pissing in public, which is a thing you can do. That's a sex crime. Pissing in public is a sex crime? Uh, that yeah. one I'd go to door-to-door happily and be like, I can you believe this? <laughs> <laughs> but then again, if somebody said that, I'd be like, sure, that's what you did. Yeah. Well, doesn't it list what you did? No, it'll say like something offense or minor offense or something with a minor or whatever else. Don't look at big, it. Big difference between minor offense and offense with a minor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Big difference. Yeah. Or you're down in the coal mines and you have sex with a minor. These are hard. That's consensual. <laughs> That's great. That's just two men trying to get through the work day. Oh, my God. That was a hard topic to riff on. I'll tell you, I was captivated. Oh, no, I'm good. That was months ago, and now I'm good. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love my house. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love your house. Yeah, thank you. And, I love yours. And, uh, well, thank you. <laughs> there's something about, and I know I already said it, but there's something, I mean, it's so fun to watch you succeeding and the more, the more you've done, and you, and you, you're on the show, and there's only more great things for you. And I still hold out that you know, if I do get my plane to land, that I'll be able to always sunny you. You'll always be on my <laughs> the top of the list. To be honest, well, thank you very much. So hopefully we get to do that. Yeah, I don't remember what you said about God last time. Were you just like I, I didn't, don't know? I brush it off because it's like I think now that was two three years ago probably. Yeah. I think now even less religion factors in my life. Because at the time, I think my answer was that I, if I'm in a, a really stressful situation, even though I don't really practice or necessarily believe even, because of my Catholic upbringing, I would be like, God, please help me through this. Please help me get this job, whatever else. Yeah. Because it just was some someone to talk to about. And now I don't do any of it. Let's give them someone to <laughs> talk about. But how about God? Bonnie God. Bonnie Wright, in a way, is, was my God. <laughs> and you figure somebody who keeps that gray streak in her hair knows something that we don't. That's true. That slide Some guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Pro- I know probably every lyric to every Bonnie Wright song. My parents had two cassette tapes, and they were both Bonnie Wright. Uh, if you Make died today. Okay, let's. Uh, this is how I like to put it these days. Mm-hmm. You've lived the most fulfilling life ever. You Forrest Gumped that shit. Sure. And uh, you meet a girl. Love. She's got AIDS. Everything's going great. Right. They told me you were sick. <laughs> Not feeling it. That's a weird movie. It sure is. Looking at it with new eyes, it's a weird movie. I cry when he goes like, "I wish it was him." Yeah, when he goes, "Is he like me?" That's the saddest part of that movie. Yeah, it just made me sad. Just that. Yeah. That, that, that was to me what. And a little bit of meat was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of stops. <laughs> and maybe a little bit of meat. Yeah, I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> Can we call Ivan? Are we ready to take some calls? <laughs> uh, what were we saying? God. Oh, yeah. Uh, you've lived a great life. Not yeah. a Forrest Gump, but even better. Mm-hmm. Like, just an amazing life. You guys just taking a tour? <laughs> I can beat it. <laughs> Who was that, Danzig? <laughs> If it was, uh, let's wrap this up. I want to go talk to Dan. <laughs> uh, blah blah blah. Oh, sorry. So you've lived a great life, you great love, great family, great career, everything. Yeah. Um, and you're passing away, and mm-hmm. it's painless, and you're going to be dead in five seconds. Okay. What do you feel? Hey, here comes the great big black nothing. Here comes the great release, the big sleep. Here comes uh, colorful angels. Here comes. Uh, Christopher Moltisanti, Devils. Oh, yeah. I still, because of 
the extreme degree to which Catholicism was punched into my brain growing up, which makes me incapable of experiencing joy. Uh, I still think I would be like talking to God at that moment and planning to go to heaven. Yeah. Even though now I'm not thinking that at all. But in the moment, I think I would go to that. So you're planning Because why not cover yourself? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like uh, if heaven is real and everything we've been led to believe is real, Israel, then (laughs) then what are – then like you kind of have to – you can't just say fuck it. What if it is real? What if? But then again, what if everybody else's shit is real? Yeah. So I I think what I would resort to when I'm dying is what I was what I was taught when I was a kid, which is like, God, I'm sorry for the bad things I've done. I hope I go into heaven, etc. Even if my heart's not fully in it, just to cover myself. Yeah, but don't you think God can see? Yeah, he probably can. Yeah, but that, do you think God watches? There's a big thing when I used to jerk off was that God was watching me when I was jerking off. He's a little kinky. Did you think that? <laughs> the big He's got better things the to big do. The big guy's kinky. Uh, I think God is you jerking off, and God is your room, and God is your yeah. is everything. I don't know. I think I lights think, out is a very that, depressing thought. Yeah, I don't. I never thought <clears throat> to myself when I'm dead, I'm dead, and there's nothing else. What about recycling? That I come back. You die. And either you evolve to the point where you can stay in the other place, the place uh, where we are one with everything, or you need to keep figuring things out in this narrative of your of your journey. And uh, you die, and, and you come back, and you're a crying baby, and you're trying really hard when you're one to be like, I was a comedy writer, but by the time you're <laughs> two, all you want to say is candy and do a moonwalk. No, I don't. I have no belief in reincarnation at all. I have no belief in reincarnation. Is that a song? I have no Bonnie Raitt, right? <laughs> So what do we got? My God, Bonnie Raitt. I don't, I, uh... Very little. I try so hard not to think about death, and to, to be more specific, what really freaks me out nowadays is memory issues and Alzheimer's. And I watch that Still Alice, and I yeah. wish I could do anything to not have seen it. <laughs> that whole movie is Alec Baldwin going like, what do you mean, where are your glasses? They're on your forehead. <laughs> what do you mean, where's your sweater? You're wearing it. Alice, what? No, you're still Alice. <laughs> Alice, why are, why are you buttering the bread a second time? You just buttered the bread, Alice. It's the whole movie. And then he leaves her. Spoiler alert. Because he can't deal with it. And I, I'm like, I saw it and I don't even remember that he left her. I watched my grandpa die of Alzheimer's. My grandma there every, every day is like, who are you fuckers? My grandpa being like, who are all of you? And uh, for me, brain issues, because my livelihood is my brain and everything else. This is why when I smoke pot, I'm like, oh, I feel better than I ever have. And then in the back of my mind, it's like, but are you killing your brain? But is you, are you not going to be funny in five years because you're smoking pot? Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you, you see Seth Rogen, who's high 24 hours a day, making the biggest comedies of our time. That's a great vote in the other category. But then these people who are like, hey, man, like 60-year-old dude, <laughs> some 60-year-old hippie out on Sunset Boulevard who's like, hey, man, like uh, far out, man, who's like shitting into a can of coffee. That guy also did too much weed. So, like, I don't know. And that scares me a lot. That's why I've always been not a drug person. But now, as much as pot helps, there's this part of me that's always like, oh, but what if it destroys my brain? And I'm looking at this Mars Attacks brain over there. <laughs> and they're coming. Like, that green could be like, what? Like that, that could be an example of what, well, they can't see it, but like what pot fucks up in your brain? I don't know. Yeah. It's very scary to me. But uh, 
For me, my, all my death fears are all Alzheimer's fears. <laughs> and being in your or diving bell and butterfly where you're very conscious of it. Yeah. And like you can't move or you can't connect with people or whatever else. Like that Metallica song. As far as death, that doesn't concern me. But I, if I, if even on like a beautiful hike and a beautiful day and, I, and whatever else, if I slip into thinking about Alzheimer's, that's a spiral for me, and I can I can quickly yeah. Well, shut let's down stay away that. from it. I'm glad you know, Patty. I, not that you need my validation, but even though I like talking about those things, I'm also comforted and delighted when somebody's just like, it doesn't. I don't need to talk about it. I worry about so much. Why bring death into it? I'm healthy. I you know. Yeah, I don't have any cavities. I've never had a cavity. Float like gravity. Never I'm had sorry, a cavity. I, I slipped in that brag. Got more yeah, rhymes exactly. than the Warners got family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. and speaking, of, uh, let, I don't know why I'm even going here, but just to talk about your podcast for a minute. So Harris Whittles. Yeah. What a terrible story. Well, and, yep. Uh, you know, like, yeah, of course. What a guy who touched so many people. And I was thinking it actually made me make a change in my life because you had asked me when we first met to go to this huge party at Harris Whittles' house. Yes. Three, four years ago or something. He was having a huge party. And I was like, eh. And my whole thing is like, even as I make my name in comedy and people know me and whatever else, I'm always like, eh, they're not, they didn't invite me. They're not going to want me there. These comedy people are going to be mean to me. They're going to be dicks. They won't think I'm funny. I'll be anxiety-ridden. And I said, no, I don't want to go. And then I went home and did absolutely nothing. Then a year ago, you asked me, because something you, if I can be completely honest, a lot of times you'll ask me to do something and I show up and there's people there that I wasn't expecting. And that can be a little anxiety hmm. for me. Like uh, what? Just, just like, hey, do you want to hang out? And then there's somebody else there. I hate when people do that. Like, well, hey, do you want to go to lunch? And there'll be like three comedians there or something. And it, it, it gives me a pause and it always goes well. I must have done That's that been ages once. Ago. We hang out much less. But yeah, yeah it used to happen occasionally. <laughs> but you were like, hey, do you want to go to this Friday? We hang rabbit? out much less? Less than we used to. We do. Uh, Not a criticism. Yeah, no, that's true. We used to work together. Yeah. But you were like, do you want to go to this concert, Frightened Rabbit? And I was like, yeah, I'll go. And then at the last minute, you were like, oh, Harris Whittles is going to go. And I was like, oh, okay. And for some reason, that freaked me out. I was like, i got to be on all night. And like, I know Pete. And uh, that, that made me, And I wound up not going to the concert. And, yeah. it, and honestly, I gave you some bullshit excuse. But I was just like, eh, I don't know. Then when I heard about that, I was like, that was two opportunities to like spend an evening with this guy who is now gone, and what a yeah. what a terrible thing that is, and why didn't I do it, and why do I let fear of like what people think of me keep me from meeting these people who I would probably love? And I just listened to his podcast and the show, and I was like, I think we would have gone along great, and we're yeah. similar people and yeah, have yeah, similar yeah. outlooks on things. And I I hate that I didn't get to know him. I have a different story than all these people who loved him and miss him. Where I was like, that was two chances that Pete was like, hey, come hang out with this guy. And I thought, eh, what if he doesn't like me or whatever? Yeah. And I'm trying much more to just be like, people like you, Pat. Go enjoy, go enjoy it. Like, I, I miss meeting that guy. That could have been a good friend of mine. Right. And that sucks. And he, we have similar attitudes about drugs. And if anything, I take away that of I'm, go- I'm done with pot. I'm good with pot. I don't need to go beyond pot. Because it's a, it can go down these terrible paths. And it was such a bummer to me to hear that at, at such a young age. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm sure you've discussed. And I hope everyone listens to that podcast. Oh. But I was like, why didn't I hang out with this guy? I had yeah. two chances. Yeah. Um, you know. And if you get these chances and, and you hang out with people, like, going out seems so – it's not, not what you want to do so often. I'd rather just sit at home under a blanket and watch a movie or whatever. 
going out is always the better option. Is yeah. what I'm learning. Like you have all these chances to meet people, make a difference, and you know if you're single, that's the only way you're going to meet a somebody. You know, if it, like you get to a point when you're 30 of like I don't need any more friends. You can always use more friends. You meet more people. Like that night, you were like, "Hey, do you want to get dinner?" And then Joe DeRosa was there. And I was like, oh, shit, now there's a comedian here and i got to be funny. Like, I know you think I'm funny. But if it's some new comedian, i got to be like, oh, i got to be funny and on and whatever. And comedians are all ball breakers or whatever else. So sure enough, I went that night and now Joe is one of my best friends in the world. A year later, we're like, yeah. we're, we're best friends because of, I was like, yeah, okay, fight through your anxiety and go. Pete Harmony. Go have dinner with him. And like 10 seconds in, we were like, oh, we're the same person. We're having a great time. Right. And now it's a guy in my neighborhood who I can go with and talk to and hang out with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a big thing for me because I just listened to that on, on that podcast and I was like, you got to say yes and go out. Yeah. Staying home is – you're not going to get anything out of staying home except, you know, one night of comfort. And those nights are important. But if somebody's like, hey, I'm having a birthday party, go to the birthday party. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I can't meet anybody. I, I don't – like – that's because you're not doing anything. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you say that today before I came here. Oren texts me. Oren is the consummate go-outer guy. Yeah. Texts me. He goes, like, uh, our friend Dan Klein is having a book reading at yeah. Skylight Books, very close to where we all live. Right. And he's like, you want to go? And I was like, how do I get out of this? I'd rather do anything than go to that. It's, it's rather, your first instinct. You yeah. just got to be like, yeah, why not? I know. When I look back at, like, the sex I've had or the friends I've made, like, it's just from going, like, all right, I'll go out, I guess. Yeah. And you're begrudging, and you're like, oh, okay, fine. And then you wind up having sex. Like that you time wind up- you went down to Long Island and uh, you went to Montauk and David Cross was having a, a party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was flying his model plane. And- yeah. You sat down next to this girl named Clementine, and she just <laughs> took the chicken from your plate. Yeah, That really exactly. stuck with you. And uh- I sold the rights to Charlie Kaufman and then. Is that the, what we're talking about? Yeah, and the, yeah, rest, yeah. And the rest is Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, of the yeah exactly. <laughs> I so like something. Yeah. I just, you know, like, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I, it wasn't a question, but the po- no. that's how your podcast has affected me. I listened to that and I was like, yeah, like, wh- what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, because I, I meet a, a lot of comedians and I could name names and you're friends with them and I'm, you know, they can be total assholes. I, I, I do stand up now and again and the people, I'm like, you don't. Really, you don't want to say, you don't want to talk to me at all. Like, you want to be that much of an asshole, and you want to sit in the corner on your phone. And comedians are all, but they're probably all just going through their own shit. And if you just walk up and talk, then you got a friend. Like, it's yeah. Uh, and for me, it's just getting over that fear of being like, "Hey, how are you?" Like, it's so easy to do. I know, and I do it less and less with each passing day. So my new thing is kind of like, go to the hey man, yeah, yeah. Go, go to the concert, yeah. Cut to five o'clock. I'm just. <laughs> Frantically jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I love it, Patty. Yeah. Do you got another... Uh, did I ask you the hardest time you've ever laughed last time you were on the show? Sunglasses no. go on. No, the hardest <laughs> I've ever laughed... It's always just a fun... It doesn't have to be good. No, I mean... You know what I mean by that? It doesn't have to be like... Oh, sure. And that's... Yeah. And it was Nancy Reagan. I'll tell you... Well, the one for me, honestly, is the the... <laughs> Because the stupid cheap shit will always get me over like a really I yeah. honestly I'm almost bored with like a joke where I'm like that's smart and I don't laugh yeah that to me is not a funny joke. A friend of mine just confessed to me that the true hardest he didn't want to say it on the show true hardest time he ever laughed was there was a homeless guy with just a preposterously large cart like uh-huh. a cart that was stacked to the to the rafters yeah and someone went 
hey, person's name, your dad's here. Yeah. A very, a very <laughs> standard joke. Sure. Like, just like real yeah. joke book joke, basically. Right. A joke book of mean jokes. And he said he laughed. He still laughs. About it. And I still yeah. laugh about it. Well, definitely in the top five are some of our old drunken hangs, overweight Asian on the background vocals. <laughs> uh, we would get real tanked and laugh hysterically about something. Overweight Asian on the background vocals. That might be the hardest Is Was, I remember my head, there's a photo. Yeah. Of our heads back yeah, laughing yeah, yeah. as hard as I've ever left. The f- the fart in the job interview in Step Brothers <laughs> uh, on a 20th viewing, I, I, I about black out. Uh, that to me is so fucking funny. That whole movie is so fucking funny. Uh, uh, and then the, a recent one to where I had to leave, I had to leave the writer's room at work. Because again, you get so caught up, but I don't have this, I don't have that. My job every day is just laughing with people and having fun. Yeah. And most people's jobs are garbage. Like yeah. I, I hate that I still can't be happy sometimes, but... There's this guy who writes for our show, and the joke had to be something in the area of, like, you know, like, this guy comes in, and he's got amazing body. And it was some joke, like, uh, hey, you know, look at, uh, you know, look at this guy over here with the abs or whatever. Something in that area. Yeah. So that's all the job is. We're like, oh, something in that area where it can be something funny about abs. And uh, so, like, pitch this, pitch that, you know, <laughs> like, look, uh, you know, a couple jokes, and we're like, ah, oh, it's kind of funny, it's kind of funny, it's not quite there. And this guy... Who I work with, who's a very funny guy, but he goes, "Hey, uh, take a look at Ambi over here." And already I'm laughing because I was like, "Well, this, it was such a huge swing and a miss." That and that that to me, failure is always the funniest thing to me. If somebody tries a joke and misses, Ambi, he was very confident. So I looked up at him and I was like, already starting to laugh. But I'm like, I'd love to hear an explanation of Ambi. And he goes, he looks down <laughs> at the hands and he goes. You know, like Bambi. A- ab? He meant to say like Ab-M-B? <laughs> but it didn't even work. Like the A and the B weren't next to each other. Yeah, Ambi. <laughs> and I, it's my, I, my, it, was, it could be Ab-Me. And it, that's not funny either. I know. But he goes very confidently, Ambi? <laughs> and then. You know, like Bambi, when he realized that it got no response, and I couldn't stop laughing. And then later he was like, "Check out Ambi! Yeah, check out Ambi over here!" And he was like, "I, I was so embarrassed." And he's like, "I, I like respect you, and I thought you didn't think that joke was funny." Or whatever. And I'm like, "Look, the joke wasn't funny. We all pitched bombs in here." I was like, so, "That was so amazingly unfunny and bad." And I wasn't making fun of him at all. I was just like, just the way you immediately knew Ambi was the worst pitch in the world. And I couldn't stop laughing. I had to leave the room. And I was out, like, on the deck, because we work in, like, a house that is doubled as an aunt. And out on the deck, like, tears streaming down my face, laughing at Ambi, and I couldn't get it together. Oh, my God. But those are the best feelings in the world. Of course. Yeah. I was laughing. You can't tell, because this isn't a TV show. It's a podcast. I was laughing silently the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm not even ashamed. I knew exactly what he meant right you away. You knew, like, Bambi. Because yeah. of the context. Yeah. He pitched an ungettable joke, so I'm looking at it. How is it not gettable? Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. like, he means ab bambi ambi. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's just such a that terrible me joke that my brain was like, oh, I would have pitched ambi. Check it's a out, terrible joke. Check pitch. out ambi over here. Yeah. Well, you used to cr- oh, always crack me up with your bad pitches on. Uh, I had a lot of good bad pitches. There was funny ones, and there would just be terrible. You had that one where you were like, <laughs> you had been talking for like three minutes pitching a story idea, and then in mid sentence you were like, so anyway, then Rajiv goes to the. <laughs> And as I'm talking, I realize I'm pitching an episode of Muppet Babies. 
And I was like, yeah, you were pitching beat for beat an episode I remember of Muppet Babies. And I thought that was so funny. <laughs> like, anyone catching themselves on not being funny is hilarious to me. <laughs> but yeah, that was very funny. I realize as I'm speaking, I'm pitching an episode <laughs> of Muppet Babies. Yeah, yeah. I remember one of yours. <laughs> you were the... <laughs> There were so many moments where you were like, am I the only one <laughs> oh, who thinks this pro- is funny? No, who has a problem oh, oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. this. We were doing an episode, so TV is typically three acts. Yeah, yeah. And in each... <laughs> I know what you're talking about. In that, each yeah. act of, of an episode of Outsource, there was a different part. <laughs> Yeah, I do a different that. barbecue. Yeah, yeah. So they go to this guy's barbecue, <laughs> and it's another day. You're going to another barbecue, yeah. and you're like, "Am I the only one that thinks <laughs> it's a little unbelievable?" <laughs> and in a 21 minute episode of television, these people are going to three barbecues. I remember saying that exactly. And I remember you. <laughs> it's funny too because you're not even that high up. You know yeah. what I mean? You're just kind of like one of the writers, and you're giving the showrunner shit. Yeah. To his face, yeah. and you're like, "Oh no, it's fine." Uh, you know, <laughs> I was like, so uh, "Enter Bill, barbecue, 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 <laughs> uh, triple barbecue," yeah. and then we close with a fourteenth barbecue. Yeah. Like, I was like, "It's not Fourth of July; it's just an average day." And these guys have been invited to three barbecues. <laughs> and sure enough, the story changed, and eventually they went to no barbecues. Yeah, we went yeah. from three to zero barbecues. Yeah, I noticed that. That's something interesting about uh, television writing to me. Was that especially when you've been doing it a long time, there does creep in a who cares of it all. Oh, yeah. Which is someone, like, this would happen. You go, like, they did that on, uh, they did it on Community. (laughs) But someone would say, like, they did that on Community. And sometimes people would just be like, "Eh, everything's been done. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I know. I get it. Unless it's like, you know, like, can you spare a square? Like, something like Seinfeld, like Junior Mintz in the surgery or whatever. Right, right, right. Then, okay. But, like. Yeah, you do. As long as you can make it your own, then right, 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 right. I understand, but then there's also a who cares if it's like, yeah, they go to three, they go to three barbecue, <laughs> barbecue, barbecue. You started really going on a tear, and I remember you going barbecue, barbecue, barbecue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice to meet you, barbecue, barbecue, barbecue. He falls in love with her. Then we do barbecue, barbecue over to this sixth barbecue, and like I remember the yeah the showrunner kind of being like. Oh, okay. I guess we'll we, we'll go away from this area. But I got myself in a little trouble, and it was an early job. And I was I would always be like, "Really, we're gonna, we're doing this?" Yeah. And you know, people don't like to hear that because you're you're barreling towards a goal, and it's so hard to wrestle down what a half hour show is going to be. Yeah. And my big learn is never be like, you know, this whole third act of the show doesn't work unless you say, "Here's how we do make it work." Right. No one likes the guy who right. is like. Oh, but that doesn't make any sense. It's but every stupid. show I've had, we've always every had show that has guy. one, and because I, they're not doing anything else, yeah. So they shit. Oh, on Oh, sure. Well, that's a that's a go to for somebody who's not funny is to shit on. Oh, yeah. the show. Laura Gooden like, and I always laugh about she pitched a blow, which is the final joke of a scene. Yeah, everyone laughed, and that meant we could go home. Right. Everyone wanted to go home. Yeah. And then the the naysayer of the group was like, we're going to close on a reference joke or something. Whatever the joke was. And we were just like, shut the fuck up. Seriously. By the end of that show, we all just came to terms of being like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) What what my boss now will do, and it always makes your butthole pucker a little bit, but he'll be like, "Then, then what's the joke you want to do? Yeah. Okay, then what's your joke? And then their face falls and like, oh, I have nothing. Yeah. I have absolutely nothing. I just wanted to shit on something you all laughed at and enjoyed. Because 
I didn't pitch it and it makes me feel uncomfortable that I didn't have a joke. Right. And when you call them out on it, man, it's you it's, see people who are like, oh, shit, like an yeah. emperor's new clothes, you know? We solve the mystery. You shit the bed. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't be that. This is a great advice for anyone who gets on a show. Like, A, talk, because a lot of people – there's two – the two biggest faults in a room, talking too much, not talking enough. And uh, not for not talking enough, that person is always the one who's like, I haven't talked in eight hours. Maybe now I'll just shit on that joke. Right. And that's always the worst because then you're trying to assert some superiority. You're trying to say, I'm better than you guys. So I'll do this. And it just makes everyone despise you. Yeah. And that's how people get fired again and again and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like, uh, oh, I, I didn't want to do that. So right. what, what do you want to do? Then? Right, right, right. And that's just a good life philosophy. Yeah, for sure. Let's not go to fucking Chili's. Absolutely. Where do you want to go? Oh, I hate that fucking place. Okay, where would you like to go? Right. Oh, I, I don't, that. oh, I don't care. Yeah. Well, if you don't care, then we're going to fucking chili. I say it on stage sometimes and it gets applause just saying it. And I say, I don't have a joke about this. I just say, stop hating everything in lieu of having a personality. Yeah. It's a shortcut. Being that like, is people's personality. Oh. That's people's you personality. You like Star Wars? Yeah, when people are 21. What do you like? When I was 21, we'd be watching MTV and I'm like, look at this idiot. Look at this loser. This song sucks. They stole that melody or whatever. That's something you do in college. Angry yeah. guys who aren't getting laid. Like, oh, God. Oh, that movie looks stupid. Oh, that TV show looks stupid. And then you all just sort of feed off it. Yeah. And you're you're contributing nothing to society. Right. And now when I go home with those same friends, we all have lives and girlfriends, wives, babies, whatever else, then it's like, hey, you know what I love? You know what show's great? You know, yeah. It's completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't break out of that 21-year-old mentality, which a lot of 40-year-old comedian types don't. Of, and just 40-year-old uh, people sucks. I know. It sucks. Yeah. It's stupid. Uh, it's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting to be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've done it, but it, it was years ago, and I'm <laughs> thankfully past it. Check out Ambie over here. Check out Ambie over here. Yeah. Maybe a deer that's eating sleeping pills. That joke would work. <laughs> Ambi- Bambian? Check out Bambian. There's something funny yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a Bambian. If, if you have a joke in a show about a deer who takes yeah. sleeping pills. Can't sleep because your mom died in front of you? Take Bambian. <laughs> right. Tweet it. Yeah. And delete it. It's not bad. It's not great. Because <laughs> I can make you love me if you don't. I can make your heart feel something it won't here in the dark in these final hours. I will lay down my heart. I will lay down my heart. And I'll feel the power, but you won't. And it's I'll a sad feel song. the power, you won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I can make. When I laugh so hard at uh, it's always sunny. Yeah, it's so it's the downbeat, which is the beginning of the scene. There'll be a joke often that doesn't have anything to do with the scene. Always the best jokes. It's always the best jokes. And there's one Simpsons. Simpsons does it. Yeah, yeah. you just have a joke. You're at the f- county fair. Just do a joke. Yeah. That's that- why I hate stories sometimes. Like, oh, we got to do that. No. Yeah, I know. Simpsons. I'd be like, no, stick with this weird shit. Yeah, I agree. But you got to do it. Always sunny. This episode had nothing to do with this. We're coming yeah. back from the uh, first act to the second act. Oh, they're in yeah. the bar and they're they singing. Yeah. They're singing. I already <laughs> yeah. know. Spoiler alert: They do that a couple more times. One with boys to men. That's amazing. Well, then they figured out and that they that's hilarious. The scene. And they never acknowledge it, never which acknowledge is it. essential. Yeah, they yeah. can't go like, "I think we're getting better." You, that would ruin it. They yeah. just have to be like, "Yeah, yeah." And then they start the scene. Have you seen the one where somebody comes in? They're like trying to tell Mac Rob McElhenney. They're trying to tell him uh, 
about something and he's like like he, the whole the whole joke of the scene is like I really like I'm so bored by this cuz it's not about me and like when are we going to get done with it? They do a lot of that. Oh really? Like, oh god, like it really we're, we're still talking about this. <laughs> like they don't care at all about about other people. Yeah. It's like Seinfeld. It's an extension of Seinfeld. But they fully admit 10. that's the best show ever and they're No, I agree. Yeah. But it's the only place you could go. Seinfeld ran the ball. We opened yeah. with uh, Philly Love. We're closing with Philly Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ran the ball so far, they picked it up and went the only place that Seinfeld wouldn't be like, we're not going to make fun of the crippled. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And they'll be and like, they we do. will. And they do it in a way that you're never like, ooh. Yeah. Like they make it funny every time. Somehow it's not that sort of lowbrow like, yeah. come on. Because they're despicable. Yeah. And that some shows that go for that tone, like, hey, we'll just be the, the – we'll say the crudest, filthiest thing imaginable or whatever. If the heart's not in it, or if like if you just know that the people who wrote it really feel that way, which yeah. is always <clears throat> thinly the problem veiled. with that shitty in-your-face comedy, uh, it's always disgusting. It's like the guy who's like, "Hey, uh, hey, so I was raping this girl the other day." Like stand-up comedy, and then he's like, uh, "Oh, you all not laughing? I guess uh, rape's too hot an issue for you, or whatever." It's like, no, you didn't make it funny. Yeah, and you reek of do you? <laughs> yeah, maybe like, you did. Think- yeah, it's like bad thing. You know, the old thing anything can be made funny. I I hate most rape jokes, really almost all rape jokes, but like that whole thing of like I'm going to talk about racism. I'm going to say the n-word. I'm going to talk about rape whatever. And then get mad at the audience cuz they didn't laugh because I used to. oh, so you're you guys are too precious for this or whatever. No, you're not funny. Yeah. That's it. I used to have a bit They're about that. They're not dumb. You're not funny. I do a bit back in my open mic days, like first couple of years of stand up, I yeah. noticed a lot of comedians doing that and I had a bit that went like this. I was like, I hate when comedians will uh, blame the audience in weird ways. Like you'll tell a joke like, uh, I'm eating granola the other day. That's like a bowl of mulch. And then when it doesn't <laughs> yeah. get a laugh, they go, What? Do you all harvest granola? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. They must what be you, in the granola industry. What are you, a bunch of fruits who love granola? Or whatever? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like that whole thing of. If you're not laughing, yeah. you must be idiots or whatever it is. People do that too. Like, oh, that joke's too smart. That's why it didn't get a laugh. Right. Or it's not funny. Yeah. A joke can be really smart, not funny. Yeah. Some some shows have lasted many seasons from that where it's like, I, agree. I respect this. Yeah. I agree that it's funny. Yeah. Or I agree that, you know, the, the concept is funny. It's smart. For me, it's... But you're not pulling, pulling the laughs out of it. It's Futurama. It. Futurama is the funniest show I don't laugh at. Sure. It's so... You know, it's so smart. funny. Yeah. Three, three, so one per act, I'll laugh yeah. really hard. Mm-hmm. So that's why I watch it. I like the show. Yeah. But there are so many jokes that I'm just like, wow, that's brilliant. Yeah. And then I don't laugh. You nod and go, hmm. Yeah, okay. Sometimes I really go like, oh, wow. Yeah. What a great joke. Sure. There was one where a, a, a robot picks up a horn yeah. and he blows the horn and it plays the starting your Mac chime. Uh-huh. It goes, hmm, like the apple sound. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God! What yeah. a fillet! What a beautiful five-star <laughs> joke! But I don't laugh. Well, the key is to have both, and I think you know, like Thirty Rock had both. Like, yeah, uh, where you'd be like, "Wow, that's a very smart joke." No one would ever like Thirty Rock bothered me sometimes. I'm like, nobody would ever say that. People don't talk like that. Yeah, that's just a, a writer's joke coming out of somebody's mouth where that never would have happened organically. But then Thirty Rock would do something like that scene where she's trying to put the water bottle in yeah. the thing and keeps yeah. stumbling around for yeah. five minutes. I was worried for her that whole time. <clears throat> yeah, like they'd, they'd also do really funny, stupid shit. And yeah, that, yeah. That's me is uh, especially a smart shit. Like Coen Brothers did a terrible movie. They wrote a terrible movie. They didn't direct it. Called Gambit uh-huh. with Cameron Diaz. It was on Netflix Instant. Cameron Diaz. It was a remake of an old movie. And I was like, Coen Brothers wrote it. It's got to be funny. It didn't work. It was a bad movie. Colin Firth, Cameron Diaz. But they the movies you're like oh, okay I get it you're good at writing dialogue I get it it had none of their usual charm 
Then Colin Farrell at one point is hiding out in this old woman's hotel room, like a posh hotel room. And he's hiding and she can't see him. She's an old woman. So he's like hiding like behind a plant or something. And as soon as the re- the uh, food delivery guy, the room service guy leaves, as the door shuts, this old woman walks like three steps across the room, stops and farts. She's like, and like walks on like, oh, God, finally this guy's out of my room. They cut to Colin Firth like wincing because she doesn't know he's in yeah. there. Or whatever. And I was on the treadmill watching it. I laughed for like five minutes. <laughs> so clearly it's clear that farts make me laugh. But even though I don't like them in real life. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of like. Sometimes all that smartness and all that yeah, whatever, yeah. like, you just go to something base and it's like, oh, okay, now, oh, now you're fine. Ace Ventura punching the mascot in that yeah. one-two that he does. <laughs> yeah. He punches him once. Yeah, yeah, And then he does a one-two. Sure, yeah. I, I still laugh at that. Yeah. Really, really hard. Yeah. That, because really, to me, would you rather be laughing or would you rather be going, hmm, that's smart? And my least favorite thing is that, a, like, a Woody Allen movie or a uh, – anytime you go to, like, an independent theater or whatever – even if the movie's great, like some some smart comedy or whatever, uh, the people who will like laugh at some reference, like oh, this reminds me of when Beethoven did such yeah, and such. Yeah, well, you're talking about like, Midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris, yeah, and they'll be like, <laughs> like where it's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing real in the laugh. You're not really laughing. You're laughing to show that you got yeah, the yeah. reference. You should just yell, "I got it!" Yeah, it, just hold up your college. It makes degree. me sick. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. hate it so much. And it's like, yeah. yeah, I know that you got the Speaking reference. Speaking of transparent and silly shit. Yeah, makes us both laugh. It's it's not that much of a spoiler, but there's a scene with a dildo in a public bathroom, and then they drop yeah, the yeah, dildo on the that. filthy sure. floor. Yeah, I rarely laugh, and I, I I work on it. I like being an easy laugh. I try and be an easy laugh. Right. I'm not trying to be like some critic. Yeah, uh, but she dropped the the red sparkly dildo on the floor. <laughs> yeah, or he dropped it, and I laughed so hard. Sure, and it, it was it was just me and Val, and I laughed so hard at it. It was great. Right. Well, yeah, like, I mean, in that way, Eastbound and Down will make me laugh hysterically the whole time. And even while a show like, like let's say, I don't I hate to call things out when I work in television. I, I won't, actually. But, like, a, a really smart comedy or a comedy where everybody's like, ooh, that's smart or whatever. You can sit and watch 20 episodes and never crack a smile. Yeah. But everyone's agreed, oh, this show's really funny. But if you sat with them, would they be laughing? Like, I, I really doubt it. So you didn't like my show? You didn't like the Pete Holmes show? I wasn't talking about your show at all, Pete. Your yeah. show had a good mix of smart and <laughs> of salty and sweet. Salty and sweet, baby? Yeah, sure. I'm talking about sitcoms. Uh, <laughs> uh, you feel good? I feel great. I feel great, too. We've, okay. We've gone two hours and 40 minutes. Really? Yeah. All right, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Honestly, on return episodes, you aim for 90. Oh, wow. But this is great. I no, wish... no, I'm telling you that because the reason, usually with a return episode, yeah. like the God thing, you don't have anything to say anymore, or right. the love thing, you don't have anything to say anymore, yeah. or the craft thing, we just talked like friends. I wish every conversation I had with anyone could be in a podcast setting, because you're forced to look Me right too. at each other. I, I can't do eye contact. I've been staring you in the eyes this entire The whole time. time. And I'm listening so actively. Yeah. You'll never have a more because captive audience. Because in the back of our minds, we know people are going to listen to it. And that's the sort of stakes you need to have actual intimacy. Yeah. We'll be right back. We're, well, if you and I went to lunch, you'd be on your phone. You'd be distracted. You'd I probably be, would have checked my phone other once shit. or twice. You know? it's like I don't mean just you. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I would have checked it when you checked it. I'm going to start waited. doing... It's like when Cowboys well, When you went to draw. the bathroom, I would do it. You I would hope that you had a number two so that I could really no, look at it a lot. Buttercup. 
Yeah. Or I'll fake a number two so I can update a blog post. I've done that too. Yeah, of course. It's sick. Of course. We're sick people as, as an Well, we're anxious people. And yeah. you go, phone doesn't judge. Right. Phone shows me porn when I'm horny. <laughs> gives you me do phone jokes. porn? I'll occasionally do phone porn. Okay. Right. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much off porn. Yeah. yeah. I just brought my laptop in to get checked out and I was like, do you think the guy who mops up a peep show or the guy at the Genius Bar touches more dried cum? In a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> like, who, who really does? He's, yeah. he's touching my space bar, and I'm like, ooh, boy. Yeah. That's a sticky space <laughs> That's a personal space bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's invading my personal space bar. <laughs> Bambi. <laughs> Bambian. Yeah. I love it, Patty. Thanks, Pete. Great to talk well, to you. Well, let's keep hanging out. You want to come over? Please. Let's do it. Uh, say keep it crispy and then we'll just keep doing this but with less eye contact and more phone <laughs> keep it crispy everybody I will yeah I will MB <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com 